0: Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back everyone.
1: Hey, we're back. Um, so right now we're in the middle of a conversation, but just we'll we'll talk later about what we're talking about. Um but um so yeah, the um I don't know, the value of life and death and like we're like Socrates like kind of like kinda just took it, you know, and I guess like he's right, you know, we're like you know, you have to like <clears throat> obey the law. Hmm. Law is the law. But I don't know. There's, is there, I kind of feel like you're being a martyr for some people. Like, I don't know, not, you don't have to die in vain or anything like that,
2: you know? That's a, that was a, hi guys, I'm Christian. Nice nice to meet y'all. Thank you guys so much for having me. Christian,
0: our friend Christian, he is a philosopher, philosopher on the podcast. Philosophy student, yes. It's a philosopher to me. I think that's a, (laughs) you have, you, you know your stuff. I know my stuff a little bit,
2: yeah. Uh, I'm excited to, to know um most of it, you know, but right now I'm definitely just regurgitating information
0: i do I have a question though what like um I guess like what evidence would Socrates have presented to persuade someone that it makes sense for him to die by the law as opposed to breaking the law? I guess like what arguments did he have for this is a just system? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why did he think that extreme democracy was that?
2: Yeah, that's that's a good point to bring up against him. Right. Because he was kind of assuming that this by following the law, this this law is correct. Right. But that was more not his point to when he died more. His point was, I know it's incorrect. And so I'm going to try to correct it um, through the means of through the means that I've been given, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not as though he recognized democracy as like a superior form of government. I think he had all the qualms with it, um, but he he was very um, he was very yeah like uh, martyrish. You know, he he was a martyr for for knowledge, and that's that's kind of the story that precedes him too. It's like all we know about him is really what uh, people wrote about him, and did he really die like that? Like lay back with like surrounded by his friends, saying you guys shouldn't be crying right now you know, like, this is, my death is so significant. just tell the
1: truth, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a very, I mean, that's a very interesting way to go, you know, uh, this is a lot about your character, like, this is nothing, don't cry over this, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people want to go like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like a very like stoic way to go, you know, just. And you gotta set the tone, I guess Like that's that's the thing about Socrates is like yeah. he really set the tone with like belief and like oh man, it's all about tone, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, otherwise otherwise what do you have you know, and I don't know, it's just like it's uh it's interesting to say the less um, I feel like uh it's but at the same time, like there's no need to die, I don't know, I feel like there's it's just a matter of like what time period you're in, yeah. you know, I think some some deaths. No yeah. Isn't, uh, you know. He didn't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think he could have got the message across. You know, if he, um, if he dipped out. Mm-hmm. But that and, was you know.
0: considered honorable, right? Like yeah. At, yeah. for the time, like that was yeah. a very honorable thing to yeah. do. Like that guy had balls. Yeah. I mean, he had balls. Now, imagine if somebody like on death row right now was like, "No, I'll take it. I'll take the sentence," mm-hmm. because hey, if you want to change it, like you have to do it from the inside.
2: Yeah that that'd be just the he'd be an outlier
1: even now
3: you're right mm-hmm.
1: yeah Modern, no, know yeah. for sure like they're like you don't hear about that now and it's just like i don't think like again we were just talking about it earlier where it's like it seems like philosophers are just like like one-upping but it also it's like at the times it's like the time of uh of where they, like, they lived or when they lived um you know you'd probably be thinking the same way you know it's just it's just a, your product of your environment mm-hmm. you know and it's crazy to think that like uh that that way of thinking it was was a thing, but you know it's kind of like i like I don't know with slave owners you may be, you may have been a slave owner you know back in the seventeen hundreds or so yeah
2: you know? and like there's a there was a point where um people they they just walked around thinking slavery was okay, like we've had slaves for hundreds of years, my great grandpappy had a slave like I have a slave now, like the slaves' they know they're slaves you know, mm. and then um one big argument I think uh, i couldn't I couldn't ring up the name exactly right, so I don't want to quote, but a big argument I think that was brought upon by the church was, well, slavery is more merciful um than death, right, and that was one of the justifications for it like wait, instead of killing them, just have them like you know uh, sow sow your fields for the rest of their lives and their children and their children's children, but at that point is it better to die? you know that's uh that's the argument that an anarchist might say that it's like no nah, it's better to you know die fighting trying to change it then live the rest of your days for generations to
1: come as a slave yeah you yeah, know it's um it's probably better to just uh, i think it's better to fight for your right to party i don't know i think if yeah. you're going if you're a slave owner if but you're also, if you're a slave you, you should fight you know yeah if you can
0: i get that i do agree mm-hmm. but like you said putting things in context of the times life expectancy was like what you know what i mean compared to now, Yeah.
3: So,
2: totally. he, I he mean, that's a huge,
0: too. like, factor that changes yeah. things.
2: Mm-hmm. Socrates is old, dude. He was definitely, like, uh, I guess there was a couple of people in Athens, like, usually the ruling class, you know. Because the more, the more well-off you're out, uh, you are, like, the less susceptible you are to, like, you know, crop failure. Well, you're rich, you know, you can buy mm-hmm. as much food as you need. You know, you have good connections, you can afford doctors, like.
0: How old was he when he died?
2: I couldn't tell
1: you exactly. Uh, he was just old. He's just an old guy. He's an old dude. Yeah. You know? so, so Plato was, a, like, was he the only student of his? No, he, there was a lot of people that listened to Socrates, and there, there was a couple of his students. Is he, like, the most um, famous student of his? Or, like, or uh, Like, Because I, I don't really
2: know any other. I'd say so. They're, they're, he has some contemporaries, like uh, Glaucon. I like Glaucon because uh, uh, in the Republic, Plato's Republic, they're, they're, like, all talking, like, about what justice is, right? And Socrates is there, Plato's there, Glaucon's there, uh, Thrasymachus is there. Um, Thersimachus saw the social contract, like, you know, how societies function, you know, justice as, like, exploitation uh, uh, of the weak um, made mass by the powerful, you know? Like, laws are only imposed for the sake of the powerful being able to impose their power over the weak, so you should break them, like, if they don't um, if they're not accustomed to you, right? Glaucon was saying, "Whoa, no, like, government should be more of a social... Tra- it's more of a social contract, right? He gave the example of, like, sheep. And I, I love this example because it's so easy, too. Like, imagine you had two sheep. I had two sheep. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's no government, I could go over, kill you, take your sheep. Now I have four sheep. You have zero sheep.
3: right? Yeah.
2: So, um, best case scenario for me, I kill you. I have four sheep. Now you have zero sheep. That is a Best case scenario for me is also worst case scenario for you. You know? Uh, so, but... For me to achieve best case scenario, I have to be open to the idea that the opposite of is also possible, right? He might kill me. I might have zero sheep, He might have four sheep, right? So the social contract says, so let's come to a medium, right? So it's kind of like this. This is best for me. This is worse for you. And when the, when that is a vis-a-vis, uh, vis-a-vis, it's the other way, right? So best for me, we can't both have the best. So let's agree not to kill each other that is a social contract. Now each can keep two sheep instead of having zero, you know. It's not the best, but it's also not the worst, which is what it's better to have like a medium than have the absolute worst, right? Yeah. So, I guess applicably, you could say Glaucon would say that yeah, it's better to never die. Like it's always better to have like some medium. Like better to submit your life
1: to slavery he might say if you if that was your only option that or death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz Cause, cause the worst option, which is death, the unknown is you know, why would you pick that? You know, mm-hmm. why not? Why not just pick the medium? Just like, okay, you could survive. And yeah, you might be like going through like like labor, like slave labor and whatnot, mm-hmm. but at least you're alive, you know, and there's a way out because you don't know the future. There's a possibility like, I don't know, you want some kind of like better, there's yeah. there's something better than death, you know. I totally get that, you
0: know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the, the social contract today, um, let's like Take the U.S., for example. Do you feel like that idea is, like, it's, it, like, people are losing that kind of faith in the social contract?
2: I think right now people are definitely being more exploited than, than benefited, you know? And you should only, the, I, I'm very, like, um, asympathetic towards government, right? Like,
3: uh,
2: I just want out of it what I'm putting in. Right? So if I put in my taxes, if I go to jury duty, if I do all my civil duties and I contribute to the system, I expect what it was promised for me from the system, whatever is written into it. Right? And if I'm getting anything less or if there's some loophole that's being exploited or I feel like the quality of my life is not enough, you know, like um, when you're 18 in the U.S., you have to sign off that, hey, like I might like if it comes down to it, I might have to be in the drafts or reserves or whatever, you know, uh, me you, we, we agreed to it, you know, maybe, maybe not knowingly or whatever, but the social contract follows that if it comes down to it and we don't do it, we're breaking the law. Yeah. You know? And we indulged in all, everything we could have. We went a Jack in the Box every day and burnt like, you know, a whole gas of gasoline in our drive through that maybe in a country that has like very limited resources, probably a dictatorship uh, modernly, you know, but maybe in this perfect utopia uh, where resources are evenly distributed to where you need to go. You know, there's a perfect algorithm that'll say, like, oh, well, you only need 90 miles to go to work. Do you want to use like reserve miles? Like, that's very, uh, that's very like everything was perfectly efficient, right? But you're able to do the gross uh, counter example of that. You know, you can burn through like a gas station's worth of fuel if you want, like, spend all day long doing that. You're within your rights. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the, but the social, I, I do agree with the exploitation of this, mm-hmm. you know, because you're within your rights to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, it's not everyone is within the rights to do whatever you want. You know, you can, you can tell with like today's times with this law enforcement in general, mm-hmm. how everything's treated. Just, it's just, it's a makeshift contract that we sign, or I don't know what really? kind of like this. There's no viability to this one right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, like honestly, one of the biggest like examples that comes to my mind when I think of, like, freedom, I guess, in the U.S. is, like, money and politics because that's one right that you have. Like, as uh, someone who donates to a super PAC, right, Mm -hmm. you can donate as much as you want. There's no limits. Money is the same as speech, so you have your First Amendment, like, rights protected um, when you donate as much as you want. Um, But that is a right that, like fundamentally denies rights to others so how do you like square that how do you justify that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like this is the social contract Mm -hmm. you live in the u.s you follow the law and you're free you are like one of the freest citizens in any country in Mm -hmm. the world yet like you said people put in like they do their their civilian duties and they don't get back like what they put in Mm -hmm. so when I think about like philosophy in that way it's like this like age-old idea of the social contract with you and like the country that you live in I don't know it's like as time goes on it keeps getting harder to justify that Mm -hmm. that that's actually like a, a, a good system that's in place you know yep like, what, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know where to go beyond that, but yeah. I'm like, whatever this is, like, is not working.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would, there's, there's always adjustments to be made, and uh, especially now, you know, now is kind of the time for change, and be- because of uh, propagators, like, uh, or, or um, I shouldn't say propagators, I should say, like, civil leaders, like um, oh. Martin Luther King, you know, we've had idealism, This this idea that the time for change is not really, like, later, it's now, like, like, the more this goes on, the worse it's getting right that's um those kind of ideas are bad for a a government to have floating around right because it doesn't give them time to adjust governments are not very reactive unless they're very like controlling you know um so if like 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 our government if we were to if i don't know like an army amassed within the u.s i was just like pure civilians it would take a little while for the government to i guess maybe not ours maybe like canada's would struggle more than ours you know mm, yeah yeah i feel like <laughs> i guess we're we're pretty i don't want to say we're di- dictatorial, dictator but uh we just have a good military budget and we have yeah we have we're everywhere baby. yeah like aren't
1: we like like aren't we like um I say, what, to it?
2: we're we're very imp- uh well, we were very imperialist right now we imperialize and yeah. in, in, in other ways uh but we still have that mindset too of like um the The bottom line is kind of like the, the prosperity of the country, right I like think that's the intrinsic value we're not America's not here to like make the world a better place. We're here to like be a good place you know yeah. to live in yeah you know mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe not for everybody either, maybe just for like yeah. most Americans. Well, or some
3: Americans,
1: you know. Well the American dream for like some is quite different from the others, you know. And yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's like for the rich it's truly the best place to live in. Mm-hmm. You know, but as for as for some people who are just trying to make it make a living here, you know, the fact that they can like choose to go home and just like kinda like slough on the couch for a few hours and just kinda like shoot fireworks whenever they want, you know, even if it may be illegal or whatever, yeah. the fact that they can, you know. That's Mm -hmm. that's
2: definitely what we're starting to realize, too, is it's kind of a fallacy to say you can do whatever you want, but some things you're just not allowed to do if you don't have enough money. Yeah. Then really, I can't do whatever I want. You know, that's kind of like dangling a carrot over my hand. It's like, yeah, if you're tall enough, you can grab
1: it. Yeah. You know it's like, come on, asshole. I'm not tall enough. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. not tall enough. I can't jump. You yeah. know, at least not high enough. You, you know? know, it's like,
2: oh, well, but it's the same for everybody, though. It's just as high.
3: You yeah. Know? Well, like, yeah.
1: that's what they're saying. It's like, okay. Yeah. And then like, no, the way why don't you get a ladder? with What money? Yeah. You know? It's just like, well, how am I supposed to get these uh, things?
2: Those are yeah. very, yeah. very contextual. And that's, that's another thing is like a, the bigger society is, like the, the more contention of ideas there's going to be. And how that influences the society definitely depends on what kind of a society, if it's a democracy. You have more more leeway to have different ideas, right? And uh we're pretty we're pretty liberal in thought. Like, um I know there's some places you probably can't own a copy of Mein Kampf, like the book. I think maybe in Canada, maybe Germany. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you need maybe it needs to be in a library in a reserve or something, you can go read it, but you can't own it. I don't know. now that would be an example, right? Versus in America you could probably just buy it on Amazon and get a shit to you next day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You like, can, yeah. That's freedom of thought, right? Like you could could read whatever you want, it's like Maybe I want to own my comp just to read what the hell I think that Hitler was talking about. You know, I want to compare his policy for whatever reason, deconstruct
1: it. See, so I mean, it's, he did he did rule Germany like for a bit, and you know, he like I don't know. It like, just seems
0: like important stuff to know, um, but I guess it's. I'm kind of with you on that, right? Yeah. Like, it does seem like he ruled. I mean, he was an important figure in history. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be like against the law to read Mein Kampf but also when those ideas are put out Mm -hmm. as a recourse mm -hmm. in like a very desperate Mm -hmm. society
2: and it's the validity of like uh what ideas might propagate from it right that's kind of what you're risking like even if 99 out of 100 people that read it they know like this is a terrible book one guy might get the wrong idea you know Mm -hmm. and that that's really like how can you guarantee who's reading it won't get the right wrong idea it's like it's better just to like sacrifice the whole 99 reading it for so for the sake of the one guy not you know reading it right but then i feel like it's important to to just know that it's happened and know that it's there and have that that information openly sourced like i don't know like just make it just make it like not easy to read but also don't make it so that they have like control over it and they can rewrite it if they want to yeah. you know like like that's kind of the freedom of information is a uh, is very big mm-hmm. right because it's and it, it, it's very uh it's very utopic to be like oh yeah this government is totally truthful like they know justice better than anyone they'll never touch it because they know that not altering history is the right thing to do right yeah like yeah. you know like that's not how the government's worked. yeah yeah
0: yeah do you think it's possible to like have dangerous ideas like that out like have like an do you yeah. know what i mean do yeah, you think yeah. there's like a lever that we should pull like Especially an emergency
2: like i remember i forgot what comedian they said but they were like the, in 50 years, people are going to look back and say it was stupid to, like, have the internet just accessible to everyone. Like, just have like we just have, like, six-year-olds with iPads.
3: The access yeah, to or, like... <laughs> no, no, I think we talked yeah. about
1: that, too, where it's like, uh, it's, like, I can't believe, like, Twitter and Facebook was a thing. I can't believe they, they would just, like, do this all day. Yeah. You know, like, that's just how they lived, you know. It's just... You know, you don't. You're not like people smoked. You know, all the yeah. time without before you even know, like, knowing idiots. that they. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's just uh, unprotected yeah. sex all the time. And you know, in
2: fifty just, years people are gonna be like, and now they know they get cancer and they still smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and they still smoke. And they're paying twenty dollars a pack. Like, they were crazier than those guys before them. You know <laughs> You know what? It's interesting. Okay, like the the thing about a cigarette is so interesting. The fact that like it's you are dying from it, yeah. and yet it's like you choose to go or like this addiction overall. Yeah. I don't know. There's like the fact that like it can just like take you over mm-hmm. you know and just make you do things that you never wanted to do like i was addicted to cigarettes for a bit and like it made me just like it it, it just changed my mood all the time just. you know i watched that, that train of thought it makes me think of uh,
2: euphoria Have you guys watched euphoria yeah yeah and that that whole idea that everyone's addicted to something everybody's a slave to something that's a that's an archetype that's like an an a metaphor that an analogy that's really just applied everywhere and it's very powerful. It's very reflective of like the human spirit, like what it is in essence, you know, mm-hmm. what it is in essence to be a human is to be a slave to something is to be addicted to something, always striving for that next thing. Um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, uh, just briefly, uh, Schopenhauer. Um, that's that, what I was that, thinking. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, Can't just wait. Yeah, no, just because <laughs> that's that's exactly what he said. Where it's like, well, look at the nature of life. It's kind of ridiculous. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. Yeah. this is bad. Like the what, conditions what is, we're in. What know? is good for life is bad. Like in generally, like kind of objectively, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe not objectively. I shouldn't say that
1: for sure. Do you think maybe like the, like the source of like not feeling satisfied with that? Like after like you accomplish something, do you think it's because like inherently? in order for humans to like make it this far like it was always one obstacle to the next you know whether it was like us getting eating eaten from like some predators yeah. something like that or like us figuring out how to like eat or us figuring out shelter the elements you know how to stand like together as like a tribe or whatever yeah. do you think it's just like the fact that like we had to always overcome new obstacles day in day out you know mm-hmm. um, even till now you know do you think maybe that's why you don't feel like that inherent need of satisf- satisfaction?
2: That's definitely a, a very, that's, that's a good archetype to bring up, that that kind of idea that that, that striving, that survivalist, it, it pushes innovation. It's very Darwinistic, right? And and it's good. Like, no, Schopenhauer, like, it's actually a good thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is the essence of what it means to progress. Like, without this, everything would just be in stasis, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, well, that's kind of his point. Like, everything was meant to be in stasis, you know? Um but, but yeah that's that's definitely the counter to him where it's like a progression is good like what else do we have but this you know mm-hmm. uh recently i saw an episode on the show that uh they were they were uh, it's an army about to do a big suicide charge right and the, the the commander's like i have to do it because if i don't do it they're not going to listen to anybody and he says do you know why we're dying right now it's for a reason you know like do you know why we die it might be feel like it's for nothing but we die so that people that live will carry us on and he said this because preceding that he just like he was a commander right so he would send legions to die out like that all the time and he said do you see them like the, the dead people staring at you like they're wondering what they're gonna do what you're gonna do with the life that they granted you you know so his his philosophy would be like meaning is given to life by who's alive you know it's, and but there is meaning there like people don't die for no reason people die and yet they're still remembered, like, you
1: know? Yeah, kind of well, I mean, that's what New Year's is all about. That's what that song is that you play every year at New Year's is all about. That where it's just, like, it's just to remember those who were forgotten, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, it's, like, honestly, like, that's just, like, how could you forget, you know? You, it's, like, ideally, like, if you mm-hmm. remember someone through the, whatever, they, through something that they taught you, yeah. through something they said that was, like, that struck chord with you or whatever, an action that they did for you, whether it be, like, selfish or not... You know, it's just like that is how you live for an eternity, you know, and like we this is why we have a history. You know, this is why we documented things like to like, you know, these people who die, you know, they're documented. Like, we we learn from that, you know, and we strive and we get better and look where we're at now. You know,
2: mm-hmm. I think that's, that's exactly it where it's like, how could. How could you call this? How could you call this bad? you know, uh, think of the progressions just in medicine in the last two hundred years, yeah, like the the advances we've made is more than like maybe the rest of human history, you know, yeah. but it's only technology be- even but it's only because of like us banging our head against the wall for so long that we were able to break through it, you know, even if it feels like the most even if we're just throwing bodies at the problem, like yeah. that's all we have, you know,
0: yeah, well, maybe achievements aren't so much about like our own personal satisfaction, mm-hmm. but more so what do they actually tangibly do for people, you know?
2: Yeah, that's a very utilitarian way to think about it, you know, where it's like maybe what is good for the, the greater of humanity, maybe that's more Socratic than than uh, than, than liberal, you know? I, don't know? I don't know. I guess Socrates is kind of, I don't know. I hate to con- contrast him with liberalism. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, like um, maybe that's what he had in mind was like a, well, this is the greater good. Like, right. even if like my life is gonna get lost, I know that if I run away from this, like, people are gonna listen to me. This like people are gonna start rebelling against it. They might dip into anarchy, and that's making it worse. That's not making it better.
0: Yeah, you
1: yeah, know?
0: yeah. This is something that like um, me and Victor like we're talking about when we first read Schopenhauer was that maybe like all of this is to say that happiness happiness is something that should be shared mm-hmm. communally instead of individually. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where the you get the you reap the biggest benefits of yeah. accomplishments or of achievements.
2: That seems more in, in line with like human nature too. Like um we're not really meant to be I say we as in a, a race, right? Not really meant to be like isolated, alone and thought alone and like one in perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like very recently like the seventies, the the age of like self, of individualism has, like, propagated this ideal very much where it's, like, we've kind of lost that spirit of, of, of more unity, more, like, empathetic, more humanitarian. Now it's more about, you know, what's in it for me kind of thing. Uh, just yeah. just in greater culture and, and thought, you know, like, people don't, people are scared to, like, here, here's an example of, like, individualism being good, right? Like, people being scared to, I don't know, not wear, uh, like, some shoes that are in, or maybe they can't afford them because they're poor, they get shunned, right? like in a perfect society where everyone had the same money and everyone had the same shoes like that not ever happen blah 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 but in this society that we have now that happens right where it's like man everyone's everyone wearing jays and i got like the same shoes like they got a hole in them like i've had them for four years right um in contrast to like uh oh dude i totally lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> that, that analogy took way too were long. We are talking about like, <laughs> the
0: positives of individualism.
2: Ah, yes. So, individualism, right? In a society where people more valued like self worth, if you saw a dude like rocking, I don't know, maybe not the most expensive shoes, but something really stylistic, something really personal, you'd be like, yo, that looks good. That is not bad, right? Whereas mm-hmm. the other society, that would be bad. Yeah. Because he doesn't look like everybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. But. Uh the, the extremes of individualism come at a detriment to societies for sure, where everyone wants different things when it's like a society only has so many resources, you know? Yeah. And in one like ours that's extremely inefficient, the way we distribute resources just disallows for um them to be maybe, I don't know, more properly distributed, you know? Because for a society like ours to function, these indulgences are necessitated like we need like extra cash just to be able to throw around to make shit happen yeah no and but, like that cash isn't like shaved off to feed like poor families or whatever you know like we're not that uh, efficient yeah. and
1: it's, it's like for us to <clears throat> for us to be this country that like it's what like it's like lives by and in the individual you know and it wants to be like this embracing like melting pot or whatever we don't give any, anyone the tools to really show off anything because mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's just what you like, everyone is just buying, like, whatever they can, <clears throat> whatever scraps they can, you know, eating whatever, like, easy, like, processed food that they can't eat, yeah. you know, and it's making hard everyone for everyone to be an individual because with that comes stress and just, you don't even get the time to become your own person, mm-hmm. you know, because you're too busy just trying to live off, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you've whatever you got, you know.
2: There has to be, for a society like ours to function properly, equal opportunity to realize merit, your full potential, right? Right. Um, an idea brought about, that about, I, I read that anyway from a guy named John Rawls. And uh, he was like a, a professor at Harvard, 1970. And he wrote it in his thesis, A the Theory of Justice. Like for a society like property function, um, you, you need everybody amply. You need to set them up for success. Like why would you set people up for failure just because like you're cutting your losses? That's so inefficient. You like, And especially in a society where you can't just straight up kill off people, you know. Like they're just like progressively losing more and more having them around. Like, why would you not want to better their livelihood and, in accordance with that, your government, your entire state by having them? I don't know, educated. I don't know, trained. You know, I don't know, yeah. not starving and with terrible conditions. You know. And then, uh, but then again, like uh, uh, that that really relies on the resources of the country, right? And how they're distributed properly and how they can do. So it's like, well, we can't have the indulgences we have now, if we limit the amount of, I don't know, sugar people eat, you know, let's say the diabetes rate triples. Right. And we, and we're like CDC, maybe we should like cut the sugar in people's drinks. Like, you know, it would help a lot. They're like, absolutely not. You know, do you know how, do you know how the market would like fucking crash and burn if we did that shit?
1: Like what if we made, like what if we normalized like eight ounces instead of like 12 for a small, Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean like a sixteen ounce oh, large. I'm you sorry, know. just really quick. I said CDC, but that's the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, well, not, yeah. that's 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 I what guess, I guess sugar's, sugar's a sugar's a disease. Good yeah, catch, good know. catch. I'll like, um, oh, sorry. Imagine, disease, imagine. By the
1: way, I mean, like it's addictive though, right? Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. thing. It's like like everything else. There's like regulations on like on uh, on like cigarettes, regulations on alcohol. Yeah. You know, like or at least like some kind of like. Something to go along with it. Like, what, there needs to at least be a conversation, you know, <laughs> with about, like, too much sugar, sugar and diet, you know. <laughs> so I definitely believe, like, diet needs to come up, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there's, like, there's already been so many reports about a lot of the things that we eat have, like, they pr- are purposefully, like, they added addictive chemicals to it. Like, fat yeah. in itself is, like, just sets off, like, reward. Uh, centers in the brain, like,
3: oh, man, and man.
0: there's no, I don't know. That does seem kind of dangerous. Like I joke, yeah. but it also does seem like dangerous it, it just to just cool. like have no regulations yeah. around that. You know,
2: you look at the stats. Heart disease is like number one or two killer, maybe yeah. three now with coronavirus annual, annually. Uh, at least in the recent years, right? I say coronavirus, but if you look at like a ten year graph, coronavirus is probably down here. Heart disease is probably way up there, right? If you look in the last two years, it might be like this. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and it's because of. I feel like uh, gross overindulgence, and two, like the, the government, like they they're just not pushing hard enough to like limit people's freedoms. Like maybe you shouldn't be allowed to go to Starbucks three times a day, get an extra caramel frappuccino venti for yourself.
1: Like, well, like I mean, also you, though, with how do you, that, you regulate that though? You, yeah, I don't
0: infringing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like with that though, it's like I do understand. Like, well, you know, let's let's everyone let's give everyone the free will to like want to like spend their money if they can spend their money like at starbucks three times a day and if they do you know i guess that's on them but also it's like let's give, let's give them the chance to actually like recognize it themselves where it's like yeah. i'm not trying to fix your own problems you know am i creating a better human if i fix your own problems yeah. you know i can see where it's like the argument is like well if you take away if you limit those freedoms where it's like, are they really learning anything, mm-hmm. or are they doing it because you told them not to? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, that's that makes a better, well-rounded human mm-hmm. if you make if they find out other ways. Like if you someone quits smoking, if someone like stops with the sugar and like gets, their, you know, gets in the gym whatever, you know, eats a healthy like healthy diet, whatever, you know, that's on them. They like they did it. They made a healthier human. They can preach the Kool Aid, you know, and.
2: I felt, also,
0: like, sorry, go ahead. No, I
2: was just gonna
1: say I feel like that's a really good a
2: view of like our prison system too. You know, like why would you intern people that need rehabilitation, you know? Mm. Like, you're not doing anyone a service here. It's very inefficient, you know? I felt like that. that's kind of the idea, that where, where you were coming from, and you'd be totally right, right? Like, just limiting them, um, just, like, kind of restricting them, as you would, like, you would restrict the person's freedoms, mm. like, you, kept, you keep them in jail so they don't do anything, mm. you know? Like, um, the, the the opposite of that would just be allowing it, but having, like, medical care and giving them, like, information, you know, making them... And the way you do that is, like, through schooling, you know, and also by quality of life, just being able to afford good food because cheaper food tends to be, like, you know, worse for you. Yeah.
0: No, that was exactly yeah. my point. That's yeah. what I was going to say, that you also have to look at the society we live in where we just happen to make a system where the easiest food to get mm-hmm. is the most unhealthy for you and the most addictive yeah. at that, so you bad. know?
1: So bad. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, And, like, a good way of rehabilitation, though, is, uh, like, just legalizing drugs. Like, for example, like, a nonviolent, like, drug offender, like, someone who got, like, who got caught with heroin, you know, it's like, well, they obviously need help, you know. They obviously don't have the resources to, like, to live off, like, a functioning life because otherwise they, like, why would they be in this situation, you know. I mean, like, maybe they are. You never know. But m- most people go to drugs because it's, like, it's all they can do. It's all they have. It's all they have, yeah. you know. Like... I mean, whether it be, like, someone who smokes pot every day or someone who's, like, going, like, for coke here and there or what or whatever, you know, heroin or whatever, you know, essentially, you know, why are they getting, like, punished for, like, something where they obviously just need help in, you know? Yeah,
0: what does that say about, like... I don't
1: know. This government does, does not is not able to provide like proper resources. You know? Not only
0: that, what are they prioritizing? Yeah. you know what I mean. If not harm reduction, it's
1: like well, why can't they do it? It's is it
2: because they have it and they just don't want to? Like it's going somewhere else, or is it like they really literally don't have the resources to do it? You know, mm-hmm. those are two very different like um, situations, like uh, contextually when you're making legislation. I feel like you know, where it's like if if you're if you're a senator and you and you see the gross discrepancies in wealth. You're like, there's no reason. Like, what do you do with a billion dollars? You know? Like, what do you it do? Give it to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. And they surround your house all day.
0: You guys
1: pointed out. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs>
0: Christian, are you gonna watch the um presidential debates?
2: Yeah, I think so. Cause I'm in a I'm in a Discord with some buddies mm-hmm. and we put on all the debates on there. Except the we we don't watch the RNC. We, I really wanted to watch the RNC. Um, but we were just all busy. Yeah, that was and It's like, and it's not a priority. Like we do it for shits and giggles mostly. the The last big one that we were all really watching was the, uh was a uh, the the camp the when they were counting the votes for the democratic, uh, for the democratic nominees, right? And mm-hmm. all the burners were there, and yeah. I, don't, I don't think there were any Bideners in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody there was supporting. That's Biden. what happened <laughs> at
0: the last one too. Yeah.
2: But it just not everybody was shook, you know. We, yeah, at least. And it made me really think, like, wow, everybody, this is, like, kind of a product of individualism. In my bubble, mm-hmm. it seemed like Bernie was going to sweep this shit. But I guess in, in, like, the majority of all the bubbles, they were thinking, nah, Biden's them after this. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Uh, and yeah. Like, that wasn't even my, my second choice, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, no. It's, that's the thing. It's like they it happened in 2016 where, like, you know, the funny you say, like, my bubble. Yeah, my <laughs> bubble got burst in 2016 when, like, Hillary lost. I was just like, Seriously. what do you mean? Like, I was like, what? Trump won? Right. And then it's just, it, it's that California bubble that we're in <laughs> or, like, this little section of it mm-hmm. where it's just, like, you only know this because it's what you're surrounded by. Yeah. The whole, like, I guess the country just, like, says otherwise, bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Essentially.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: who's, uh, who's that other candidate that, that he was, like, second in California. Who was it? Um, he and he did it by like lobbying like a motherfucker. It's an old guy. I think he was a mayor of New York once. Uh,
0: Bloomberg? Bloomberg. Michael yeah. Bloomberg.
2: Bloomberg was was Bloomberg was running man. I was just I just thought it was scary how much traction he was able to gain because Bloomberg to me was a total fucking joke. Like I I don't like I, I would much rather have even Biden over Bloomberg. <laughs> I feel like Bloomberg is just like a more discreet yeah trump, you know, yeah if anything like more more like a face which is good for the media it's good for like maybe keeping the masses uh temper lowered but to what avail you know yeah well they're
0: the, they're uh, doing the whole thing of like running like a someone who's the same as trump but for the dems Oh.
3: in bloomberg I, I that was like the sixth, <laughs>
0: like rich dude but he's yeah. a democrat shoots from the hip like same stuff you know yeah.
2: But I honestly I can't I can't say for much because I didn't I didn't keep up with politics. I'm not very really well versed in politics. I'm not a political scientist by any means. But if fucking American politics or anything, it's entertaining, you know. It
0: is, it's just reality TV. Yeah. That's that's all it is. And it's
2: kinda of sad. But you know what? That's kind of the result of privatization of information too. It's like now Everything's commodity, oh, even yeah. the presidential debates can be commodified. Are you kidding yeah. me? He's yeah. gonna make some money would,
3: you, all,
0: yeah.
1: would you watch a a trump biden rogan debate? Did you I heard about that I heard
2: about that I, I'd seen a couple Joe Rogan podcasts, and he just seems like a chill guy to me, but I have no context on who he is on his policy, what he thinks. I know something happened with him and John Stewart John Stewart um he said that uh like oh because of coronavirus, like Joe rogan's still trying to like he's trying his best to like have the fight somewhere and he's like you should just buy an island call it fight island and then joe rogan went and he actually fucking trademarked fight island and like um he i don't know if he's still in the works to make it a thing but i know he was definitely looking into it <laughs>
1: yeah well, fight, is uh, it? fight island's a thing yeah yeah, yeah. like like Dana White and like you Uf- like ufc and and everyone else like um they're all in it like the like uh, rogan like commentated like he's a commentator i think for mm-hmm. for ufc and um yeah, fight, uh, fight Island is a thing. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's like so... if they call it Fight Island <laughs> themselves or like some other like rendition of like the name Fight Island, mm. but um, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, we were just talking about this recently on a podcast. Um, I forgot what episode, but um, we were yeah, Fight Island is a thing, guys. It, <laughs> fight Island. Is in case you missed it, last time we said it, it's a thing.
3: Yeah. Um.
2: That's just ridiculous to me. Another example of like the gross um, like over. Or like, you could just do that with money. You could just buy an island specifically just to have fights for your, like, you know, network. Mm-hmm. Like, what could we done done? What else could we have done? Like, do, what necessitates having these fights over, like, I don't know, using that money for anything else, you know? But yeah. since we're, uh, we're so liberal, can't distribute you money like that, can't limit purchases like that. And also, when you funnel money like that, when you say no to people, it's like a funnel, right? Like, within the funnel is what you can buy, and outside of it is what you can't buy. Like bigger the funnel gets, with more money you have, right? More money you have, less like you can't buy. Is there? And I feel like every every um, system of government kind of has like a different chart. So like maybe the funnel barely covers the top. You can do almost anything with no money, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's kind of in the middle, where like halfway through, like after you have a certain amount of money, you can essentially do anything. Maybe somewhere like straight down, like no matter how much money you have, you can't do anything. like the same amount of rights. You know? I feel like America is somewhere like. A, Maybe top twenty percent. You can start doing whatever the fuck you want. You know, back market buy a buy a nuclear warhead, you know, type of vibes at once you start making millions. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well even like like how much it takes for like to for free tuition or like freeing uh uh housing for the homeless, um, or even like just stopping hunger in this in this country, you know.
0: Like it wouldn't relatively be that much mm-hmm. compared to like man there was like some crazy number of the last um like raise that the military budget got yeah and that alone was like enough to collect do um forgive like 75 percent of student loan debt or something crazy Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm.
2: but yeah how realistic it would be to like completely cut off the military budget in one year Mm -hmm. yeah maybe not right but Mm -hmm. like something like a dramatic drop where it's like now we're not building anymore. Now we're just, like, kind of maintaining. We're at, we're at a caloric maintenance, you know. I, don't yeah, know, I like, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. uh, Well, no, I agree because, you know. like, enough enough of us, like, of our military, like, going into other countries. We don't need to be in, like, however many countries. We can cut it by half, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And, I mean, not only do they not cut it and just maintain it, they increase it. Like, every time a new military budget goes through, it's increasing. I, I don't think, like, I, I've seen a year that, it, like, any fiscal year that it hasn't, mm-hmm. you know.
2: And that's that's a really interesting point to bring up, a really interesting statistic, too. It's like, um, at what point is our military big enough? Uh, And because the the bigger we have it, the more it's going to cost to maintain it. You know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like an exponential effect. We can't just keep it at, like, $10 a year and then, like, oh, well, like, our costs are always the same. It really depends on, like, the resources, what's available. Uh, And if we're able to, like, maintain that amount of, like, that that big of a thing, you know, the bigger it is, the more we're going to pump into it and uh, suffice to say like earth is in a place with unlimited resources you know like at one point there's just not going to be anywhere to build any more. <laughs> hopefully it never gets to this point <laughs> not going to be anywhere to build any more military bases on you know i mean uh,
0: we've covered like so many countries at this point like...
2: yeah and it's bad but uh i think definitely there has to be a restructuring of thought and stuff but it, everything's so tense nowadays information is so unreliable um it's it's very hard it's definitely a challenge did you
0: ever like um when studying philosophy brush on like any like philosophers that foresaw this like how how easy it would be to spread misinformation like was there Mm -hmm. anyone who yeah you know
2: i think i say definitely like maybe uh, plato's forms Mm. because um or aristotle's forms plato's plato I'm terrible <laughs> those are two totally different people
3: <laughs>
0: but, you, you know but, more than i
2: but, but i know but it's so bad that i'm getting those confused but the the forms, i believe uh i want to say plato uh he thinks things have like three forms right and in a good society nothing is allowed past the second form let me explain the first form of something is the essence of it right so and the essence of it something something that can't necessarily be made right so let's say like uh a table, right? A table like, like this right here that we see. This is something in its second form, Plato would say. Because it's es- in essence, it's wood. And me and you, we can't make wood, right? Um, that is its truest form, its, it's essence. Mm-hmm. The, the second form would be an imitation of it. This is an imitation of wood made as a table, right?
1: Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay.
2: The third form of something is no-no, would be like a painting of a table, because it would be an imitation
1: of an imitation, mm-hmm. and it would be farthest from the truth that you could get. So, <laughs> what's AI on that then? Because, like, because essentially AI is what an imitation of a human, but like just.
2: But but now it's like, what is a human? You know, eh, <laughs> what is he <it>, got? <laughs> you know, it's like, a, is it that different for me? I don't think so. And also, AI, AI is very adaptive to to humanity because it was made by fucking. You know? Yeah right. It's right. kind of like um. It's kind of like. We're taking Darwinism by the fucking bulls. And say, yeah. <laughs> One generation was like 300 years ago, like, and for the last 300 years ago, like, and for the last million years before that, you never got past 40. Forty, If you were past 40, you were old, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Last 200 years, now we're going up to 100, you know. Next 20 years, maybe forever. Probably. what kind of shit is that <laughs>
0: yeah i mean like uh,
2: it's funny to me actually
0: it is uh, it's scary <laughs> to me know. i want i want to laugh i yeah. want it to be funny to me but like what honestly what you bring up with ai is like that is like it's an imitation of consciousness mm-hmm. like that's what we're trying to achieve with ai and We're feel, you oh, know
2: so to, to bring up more shows with really juicy applicable blockbuster metaphors. west world right Westworld loves to ask that question, like, whoa, what are humans really but, like, imperfect AI? And what is AI really but, like, you know, an imitation of a perfect human, you know? And what is humanity without flaw? You know, that's that's kind of the next step we have to say is that if you want to submit to AI being the next best thing, you kind of have to submit your humanity. You have to submit your, your pain. You know, it's like now we were humans, but... If we're gonna like really take advantage of this, we we can't call ourselves human anymore. We can't have a moral argument anymore. Our argument has to be about efficiency. And should it get to that point, you know,
1: that's we want to like. I mean, like if you're talking in the sense of AI, this is like mm -hmm. big stuff right here, Mm -hmm. big big stuff. Where it's like, well, you're probably gonna start trekking space then, and you're probably gonna start exploring, you know. And if I guess if you're talking in that aspect, then yes. If we're, we're going to be complaining about efficiency, no more like stru- like suffering you know, of human pain or whatever like that, we're moving past those things, we're moving moving past like physical limitations. We're in this digital world where like we've, I don't know, maybe like we can merge with AI, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like become the optimal like, apex. Yeah. And you know, once thing. you
2: submit your humanity though, aren't you ne- necessarily
1: submitting your rights as a human? Now you have AI rights. Or is it like the will of like your, I don't know, your, your body that to maintain it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it is like now where is your will and the context
2: of that like if it's be able to be manipulated or whatever that's that's a whole other what if you know um if it's like okay now you're an ai like can someone necessarily control you like no, maybe that's like way too hard you know mm-hmm. maybe that's like another 100 years in the future or whatever after that but is it hard to control you know, a
1: human if you can like physically make them do whatever exactly right like you know we, yeah. we've,
2: we had that at that point where like humans are just necessarily imperfect AI and imperfect AI are easy to trick you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but know? They're resilient motherfuckers and yeah. they created AI they're you know AI. it's no, like no. that's the crazy thing it's that's like exactly. you can't have one without another it's like like i don't know it's like i think of a like breaking uh, a code
3: right
2: some codes be like 280 bits i'm not a computer programmer i'm not a mathematician but you would need about a you need a quantum computer to break a a bit code within like two hundred or three hundred bits or something I think right uh, realistically within a a good time frame. But if you double the bitage, there's like quantum proof uh, encryptions now, where it's like even a quantum computer to to like get this to crack this would take like a thousand years or whatever. And that gives me a lot of reassurance for security, but it also progression of knowledge is always going to be dangerous no matter what like that's just something you have to forfeit if you're going to learn something you have to you have to forfeit that this might not be for the good of humanity you know like we might just be progressing thought for the sake of progressing thought and humanity it it can't like sustain this amount of thought you know Uh, a lot of people think that's also where governments kind of pump the brakes on people learning for that reason you know where it's like well if they know about this and you know think of think of when like the printing press became widely available everyone started reading the bible going wait a minute (laughs) you know
0: do you think um we could ever look at ai in a more positive light as in like taking the best of both worlds like let's say we're taking the best of humanity like the happiness the pain the joy all of that but like the objectiveness of ai and like Mm -hmm. the ability to like but
2: if you're just happy and joyful all the time are you human isn't it human to suffer isn't it human to die i think so I think if you can't die then you're not a human you know And and to say that well i'm a robot but i like humans you know like maybe you came from a human but you succeeded that you were like a moth some grumpy ass moth and you came out like a butterfly you know i don't know like you're just not what you used to be anymore and to try to relate to me on a moral grounds as a human it's probably better not to listen to an ai right because they're just not relatable think of like bill gates recently when he made that video like trying to guess household household prices on.
1: Things. oh yeah 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 and he was, mm-hmm. was, was the, very robotic of him yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 that
0: was creepy
3: yeah
2: like um it's just to me he seemed like a robot to me he just seemed like someone i would never be able to relate to but i can as a human because he, if he watched me get stabbed he would be scared because we're both susceptible to death right mm-hmm. bill gates all the money in the world as far as i know he can't like live forever
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as i know
1: he's like part he's like cyborg he's under that he's under like, that oh, sweater, right. yeah, under that sweater just... he is a cyborg you know he's like you just can't see it or oh, like no. the the texture of the of the metal is just that good looking you yeah. know cold that's why he's wearing a sweater it's fucking metal guys it's always just a different color sweater
2: like okay. uh man but uh, what a what a great what a great and hopeful idea for my because for me progression of thought is always like yeah so fucking what there's always going to be that thing but we don't know it's going to be that bad yet you know that's the hopeful part and that's that's another aspect of humanity is hope like could we could we assuming that we take everything away we just assume those are all bad right but what if human progression necessitates suffering What if we could only reach? We could only be at the forefront of where we are now because of how we push ourselves to the limit. If we just become completely machine and robotic, everything will have a set pace. It's like, it's like I said with the quantum computing, right? Um, If you have everybody the way they are now trying to crack that thing, you know, maybe, maybe it won't take a thousand million million Mm billion years, right? But if everybody is perfectly efficient, perfectly doing the same thing, the computer will say it will take thirty six years for us to do this. When you have a very sporadic, you don't know what might come out of ideas kind of thing. It might take six, it might take five, it might take 300, you know, just more variance, more potential to realize, more potential to be realized by like, you know, just being extremely inefficient. Yeah. You
3: know?
2: Like, um, but I, like I said, that's me making an assumption too of what AI is capable of. Maybe, yeah. maybe there are algorithms that are be- able to make good algorithms and there's algorithms running that they're just running for all time for the sake of trying to find a more efficient algorithm you know like i don't know how deep it goes <laughs> i don't know how deep it yeah. goes
0: <laughs> well this kind of like goes back to the notion of like i think humanity necessitates suffering mm-hmm. i do but going back to i don't know like just the idea of having like any external factors mm-hmm. of suffering such as like not having like, your ba- the basic things that you need to live, right? Food, shelter, yeah, exactly. clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, your suffering, I think, should be yeah, personal. Yeah. It should be, like, on, on I don't know, like, mm-hmm. on an internal level. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can escape suffering. Like, it, it's not good yeah. to never suffer either.
2: And also, it's really irrational to say, to, like, make... Throw a billion people in a hole and then be like, the stronger one, the strongest one's gonna come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, it's gonna be the luckiest one, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's cause... gonna be like, you're not necessarily making anything efficient. It's just that, you know, because they need to survive, that's why they're doing it, you know. It's not because mm-hmm. they're stronger or whatever. And it's also like, you can't, you can't like throw, I don't know, 100 sharks in a, in a tank once and be like, um, and then the one comes out right alive and be like, this is the strongest shark, you know, you probably have to run that. A billion times to get any consistency, you know. Who knows?
1: Well, even then, it's like that one test is going to be like that. This is the strongest shark, but even then, you put that same shark into another test, that shark's gonna be like weak. Yeah, it's, you know, also very contextual to the test. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, like the thing, it's like gladiators, bro. It's like this may be the strongest gladiator, but eventually, every gladiator falls, you know, mm-hmm. they will become so much stronger, fresher, you know. And how inefficient, like to be like, well, we make these people starve
2: so that they can be smarter. No, if you want them to be smarter. Then like put some books in their face and put some food on the mm-hmm. table so they can read them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's you that's not the best way to get better things is by making people suffer. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like human progression, I guess, takes takes a look. like like part of being human is to suffer, but that's only out of like necessity. Like we only suffer when we need to, you know? We're not out here trying to suffer like uh needlessly. You know, even people that work out they're like pushing themselves okay. every day, wake up at four in the morning. You might ask, why are you doing that to yourself like you're just suffering needlessly but no it's like they're literally getting something out of it you
1: know yeah. yeah they're accomplishing something Yeah. you know when you when you look at it like that in the sense of like working out it's like yeah you can I think it's suffering too man I hate I hate doing some workouts and like mm-hmm. some things just kill me and I just want to die but it's like it's if for anyone it's like you, especially if you ever have those days where you like you worked out on a day where you didn't want to do it mm-hmm. and you forced yourself to do it, it's so rewarding it's, to get yeah. that done. Yeah. It's just it's something that's yeah. like you just feel so good and confident. The rest of your day
2: is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously, Let's um, use that example because I, I like to. I like working out actually. Like I get a good feeling I'm not one of those people that finish working out like oh I'm so miserable. Like I feel like oh I got a pump
0: going. You
3: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Oh,
0: man. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. That kind of, like, takes me to, like, this idea of, like, social Darwinism a little bit, of, like, just throwing everyone in the pit. And, you know, Mm -hmm. survival of the fittest, the strongest will endure. But I don't know if it was you that last time we hung out where, like, you were telling us the story of the hamsters, Mm like, the... It was like an experiment trying to like drown some hamsters. So you fill up like a tub with water. You throw the hamsters Mm -hmm. in there. And then you come back like a day later. You check on them. And surely enough, one hamster is alive. Because he was quote unquote the smartest one. Mm -hmm. That climbed on top of like the other drowning hamsters. And Mm -hmm. he managed to like just float. Until the person came back to check the tub of hamsters. Mm -hmm. But then it goes back to. Well, was he the smartest hamster? Or was he the luckiest hamster? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's like. Yeah, the best he, way to gauge. Or
2: was he the heaviest hamster? Like, maybe exactly. buoyancy was a factor. Like Yeah. And also, yeah, there's, there's just other ways to gauge. Like, if you do a test, like, I don't know, like some maze test and you run that hamster through it a hundred times, you probably get more data. you probably be more sure that he's the smartest hamster. At mm-hmm. least, at least smarter at doing that test. At the very least, you'll know he has a better sense of direction or something. You know? And then, um, that, that's done with mice a lot. Like, mice are the biggest proponent of, like, how we test how things, how, um, animals think because uh you can run like a hundred mouse test a hundred times you know see how long it takes them to get to the cheese and be like all right now let's give these mice iron and let's give these mice uh uh, i don't know some other uh, placebo and let's give these mice um double the water and then let's let's notice the discrepancies in their time you know like and even then like so many factors could go into there you know like we we could even make lab mice that are DNA, genetic everything identical. Can we, and the best we can do is assume that they're all thinking the same thing. But can we know that for sure? Mm, we can only know as much as the tests tell us, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Like, mm-hmm. uh, but may, that most of the time that's enough to know though. Like most of the time that, that's good. Like we we have pretty thorough tests, right? But to say that we know exactly what's in a mouse set, maybe we know like 98, 99 percent. To say exactly, I feel like you'd have to be in that cognitive experience and be like, Oh, as a mouse, I can't remember longer than like this long. Mm. As a mouse, I can't like think about this. As a mouse, I don't feel these emotions. Maybe I don't know. Maybe as a mouse, I don't have emotions.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, like uh, that would be 100% like realization of the consciousness and understanding of a mouse, you know. Mm. And I think that's kind of beautiful how you can never, everyone that that's kind of like the unique aspect of it. That's why there's always outliers, like even though this mouse is. Completely identical as everybody else. He runs the test three times as fast for absolutely no reason. Like, you know, and we picked apart his brain and we looked at every string and tendon and you're just an outlier,
0: you know. The mystery of life.
2: Yeah, the yeah. circle of it. <laughs>
0: the circle of life.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 kind of the beauty of it. And like if everybody's a robot, will that happen? Do you get outliers in a in a mechanized society? No, you get defects. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's a great point, actually. Yeah. Have
0: you seen iRobot? Yeah, I was just thinking that.
2: No, but I remember I, I never watched um, it. I think it's Code Geass, where it's like.
0: Oh, Code Geass, there right?
2: Yeah, where they they would like detect when someone started having like anarchist thoughts, and they'd be yeah. like, "We gotta go kill them <laughs> before yeah. they like, before they like, they might overthrow the government, right?
1: Well, isn't that like what like Neuralink is all about right now? Where it's like I don't I, don't, I, don't, I haven't read up on it too much for but apparently, isn't like Elon Musk trying to do like Neuralink this thing where it's like a you can get inside like someone's head or like we're all like kind of like connected like that it's and we know it like-
2: because I watched the I watched the live stream with my buddies and he was late he was like 45 minutes late we were pissed we were on time we pissed were on an early presentation day. bro yeah.
1: what the fuck man like, we like- had a, we started drinking without you during <laughs> no, I was already pretty tipsy I was like come on man I got a day and I was oh it was fun
2: but uh and it's stupid because I still didn't get this stupid pick to come out Like
1: <laughs> I was
2: like y'all were late you couldn't get the pic to come out you kidding me uh but anyway yeah i watched it and when i watched the the list of like what it's supposed to cure it seems like he's trying to get at everything everything that goes wrong with the spinal the brain i don't know (laughs) like depression anxiety back disorders like pain he just he just it's kind of like it looked like snake oil to me like a snake oil presentation like
0: yeah come on come
2: on like all this stuff's gonna be (laughs) and also who wants
0: to not ever be depressed or anxious Guess too much not, is oh, is not good you know but it, I mean? those are things you need
2: mm-hmm. and then but but what gauges it as like too much and for who you know like you that's kind of a personal choice mm-hmm. you, you kind of the only person who can map their own emotions the best is yourself And even then, it's so hard to, like, know what you're feeling. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I think if that ever got mainstream, you would definitely have, like, those purists out there who are like, I'm not going to taint the human brain or the human body at all. We're just going to evolve in the way that we were supposed to, you know. I can can totally see that.
2: that anxious as hell my kids will too well
1: that's i feel like well i i I kind of feel like that would create a separate panic attack i'll I'll die i'll have a panic attack till i die i don't give a fuck but like the thing is i think with it though is if you create a divide and let's say if there's like again this is all just ifs and whatever you know Mm -hmm. But if there was like a neural link and everyone it caught on where the majority of the population just had it and you had a small amount of it, that like small minority of this like purist out there, I feel like the human brain would naturally just evolve because it's like it knows it's that it's not the the top dog anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah. It would probably find some other way, like where it's competition. Like, like competition, you know, mm-hmm. it's like survival of the fittest kind of shit. And I feel like it would it would kick start like, you know But to say it would submit to power, man, that's yeah I don't think yeah. the human mind can do that
2: you it's know like, I don't yeah that's the thing. it's like if you're gonna do that, you're just not human anymore. that's that's just fascinating for me. It's like we've been running on the same plateau, yeah, that's like ever since like we got out the water like not, now we haven't had a step up like this since. <laughs> I don't know like since like all the all the other bipedals uh humanoids died off, and we were kind of like the dominant ones so you know there was like two different um uh, two different categories of humans that were going around and then us I think homo sapiens, homo, homo sapiens. like Trump the other ones which like more Neanderthal like you know the, I, defined ridges and stuff like the uh, race of humanoids I don't know if it's because we were smarter or whatever like I'm not an anthropologist you know but uh, but since then like when have we had to step up like this in, in thought we have but now yeah. it's not even a thought it's a progression of physiology this is stuff we could only do by like genetics and even though recently we've been able to like splice stuff and uh, I think CRISPR is what it's called the genetic modifier mm. where you can like uh, have a designer baby they call them
1: oh okay I've
2: heard of this yeah
0: what like choose your baby's traits like if eye color and I if, don't think like... it's
2: legal and I don't think you could do it Yeah. but I just say like it's possible to do because there was a twin that uh, came out of China but they have a they have a lab for this stuff and some twins were born that are immune to HIV like these Babies cannot get HIV for the rest of their lives and subsequently AIDS. I would assume, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, damn, I mean, like, yeah, that's that kind of stuff. Uh, is is interesting in the sense of like, well, I mean, if we can do that, you know, shouldn't we? Isn't like would it be in the sense of like it's like LASIK eye surgery where it's like, why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, I was listening to uh, exactly, yeah, what, what, to, uh, where's the medium, you
2: know, where's the line?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. exactly, because like, um. Yeah, I was listening to Lex Friedman on the recent Rogan podcast. He's like a AI, uh, uh, AI guy. AI guy. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast out there as well. I don't know if you guys are interested in in, in AI, but if you want to check that out, there's Lex Friedman. Um, but he was talking like where it's like, yeah, it could be in the sense of like LASIK eye surgery, where it's like you're scared, you question it, you don't know if you should do it, but then you get it, and people are like, I can see clearly, and then like the next week they neglect it, and like they're back on like twitter complaining about something you know it's just like it's like uh, yeah. we like you got used to it like immediately like the gift of sight has been bestowed upon you but also it's like it's your your body just being like oh, okay i'm back to, i'm 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 yeah. c- i'm comfortable now i'm i'm with it now i don't know, you know? i'm used to it
2: I, I don't know why that reminds me of like the miracle of jesus
1: when he like cures a
2: blind man uh and my man's still like susceptible to sin, yeah you know? he's like well i'm still broke yeah
3: I'm still
2: broke. Like, I still can't lay I still can't get laid Jesus how about that? you yeah. know, <laughs> and like a lady in a coin purse, all right, but I don't have a house <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> hey, <no? laughs> and he's like boop, po 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 like maybe I don't know, maybe there's some religion out there where that's how it works, you know, <laughs> maybe that'd be tight, yeah, that'd be cool. maybe I'd join that one, <laughs> but religion's tight, I like religion a lot.
0: it's interesting, it's very interesting,
2: yeah, yeah. I think um. I think I appreciate what religion does for people, but it reminds me of the. This is a very platonic thought, Plato, Plato esque thought, that like there can be like truths or or like things in society that aren't true, but like like myth that are there to guide society a certain way, right? And this is kind of how legends and mythology functions, especially in religion. Like um, where we don't necessarily necessitate, right? We assume all these things happened and then we're supposed to draw meaning from those assumptions, you know, versus like knowing something is necessarily true and then knowing that this is consequential, right? It's like induction versus deduction. You know, deduction is like, well, this falls from this and then that, this follows after that. And induction is kind of like, well, we know these things, you know, so we might assume this other thing, mm-hmm. right? If I know Victor is really good at soccer, right? I can induce that he might be good at basketball but can i deduce that no right if victor has uh less than four tires on his car but more than two i can deduce that he has three tires you know i yeah. know that for sure uh,
1: yeah. by the way i'm not good at soccer <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm just not
1: i can i can run
0: i can run i mean that's important that's very that's very important that's good i feel
2: like that's more important than being good at soccer yeah as long as you run yeah yeah imagine someone that's like i'm not good at running but i'm good at soccer like what do you play any sports (laughs) no i I definitely don't play sports um i like playing sports like when i get invited like i'll toss the football i play baseball like i like playing baseball um i think mostly i play basketball because my little sister plays basketball she's on a team and she's really passionate about it you know like uh, her team gets far and she was she was point guard so she was like moving around a lot mm-hmm. and, and she was always on the court they she's like one of the star players we tried to go to her games uh, before covid um and she she's just she's really in love with it you know and whenever someone has a passion any passion at any age i'm just like wow you go that to me that's why it's so hard for me to 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 believe in people like schopenhauer it's like how can i see the human spirit in a negative light you know this is such a positive powerful force and it's kind of like the essence of 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 progression you know Mm -hmm. it's like if without without trailblazers without people putting their 100% into it because it takes it takes thousands of years of people putting their 100% to it to even move forward an inch yeah so like people actively doing it like well I'm gonna give it all I got You know, like, how can you not admire that?
1: Well, yeah, it makes you think, like, maybe, like, Schopenhauer just really had, like, a hard life, you know, because it makes you think it's, like, if anyone, like, anyone who's, like, suffered, like, had a great deal of suffering but also got something out of it, you know, it's what it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be, like, I don't know, you working out to the point where, like, you're an extreme marathon runner or whatever and, like, or, like, extreme, like, bike tourist, you know, or, like, you're doing, like, from California to New York, you know, it's, like, you know, that little view of, like, the road or, of, like, that that could be where it's all about, you know. It's, like, yeah, you may be, like, killing yourself on the way there. But, like, you t- from that degree to, like, everything else, you know, it's just, like, yeah. there's something better in the end, you know. And to think that there's not, well, sh- that might be just your example.
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: that also ties back to how much you want to, how much value you
2: attribute to your life, right? Like, what is your life worth? Like, okay, maybe you're, you, you could say anything. You could say my life is not worth... Um, I don't know. my life is worth dying for my religion, right? so if it's like if I don't die, then Christianity dies off, then it's better for me to die. I could die happy, right It's like I die or my son like I might die for my son. you know it's me or the stranger, I might let the stranger die? You know what do I know the guy uh it's the president uh do I like the president if i do am i might I might save him for my life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know something dramatic like and it's like why so -hmm. it's like obviously your life is not something of intrinsic value and i think this could be said for most humans even if their life is the most like valuable thing and even if they wouldn't die for like their country or whatever their sons or even if they wouldn't there's still other values that they attribute that that are on the scale like maybe like the other ones maybe like their son's life is like right under them you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh man sorry kiddo you know like I almost care about you enough as much as I care about myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up to say.
0: Caught me slipping. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Catch me so I have another one. Another one.
0: (laughs) It just, like, it really seems like Schopenhauer was, like, preoccupied with just, like, individual accomplishments. I think, really, if I had Mm -hmm. to pinpoint, like, one main theme that I see about why he expresses such, like, dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. with, like, achieving something... Is because, I mean, it's kind of true, like, happiness is fleeting, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess you can say the same for an accomplishment that you have. But uh, going back to if it's communally shared, if you make an impact, like, beyond yourself, even just like your family, your Mm -hmm. friends, the people around you, the thought of that, I think, is worth it. I think that brings that satisfaction and that, like, yeah. closure to the desire.
2: More so desire. his point was, like, um, your, your desire comes from you. Like, to me, like, like seeing my family f- happy is, like, good enough, right? And, like, I'll, I'll, I might do all these atrocities or I might submit myself, like, a, say I'm a butcher, right? Necessarily, Schopenhauer would say, like, it's very unnatural, you know, for you to, like, slaughter animals all day for the sake of feeding your family slaughter one, feed your whole family, right? But, like, that's not exactly how it operates uh, for societies anyway. And I feel like that's another part of Schopenhauer's philosophy is that, like, I feel like he assumes more on human nature when it's kind of contextual to society. Because it is possible to have a society that... Oh, actually, not for Schopenhauer. It wouldn't be possible to have a society that was, like, perfectly aligned with nature because uh, he would say it's completely unnatural to have consciousness at at all. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be aligned with nature, you have to be unconscious, it's like like a human, you know. Yeah. Is conscious anyway? Because I guess there's other kinds of consciousness. Like a pig's conscious, like totally different from a human conscious. Yeah. Goes without saying, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, even then, like like some humans, like I mean, like a, I can see a tree, but like my my image of a tree can be different from yours. You know, it's just uh, yeah. That's why that's uh, why Plato
2: thought that the forms, the third form, was so bad because it's like. What if there are no trees, but only pictures of trees everywhere? But it's just a willow. When you see a pine tree, you can be like, this isn't a tree.
3: Yeah, you know? but yeah, essentially
2: yeah. though it is a tree. They're both made of wood. They both have leaves. Yeah. Composition might be different, you know. But the truth is one's a willow, one's a pine.
1: You know? Well, I mean, like I think you can say the same thing about like everything else, like with race, like with humans, oh, you know, with like every like yeah. like you can say the same thing with dog breeds, you know, you can say the same thing with flowers and everything like that. If you can like strip it down to that main, like, well, yes, like this is a, this is something different. This is a different species of a tree, mm-hmm. but in its essence it's still a tree. Mm-hmm. You know. And that sense like, a human is a human, whether what color you are.
0: Man, that, and exactly. that's so interesting to bring up because, like, just throughout, like, U.S. history, there's been, like, different categories of, like, ethnicities that were considered white at a certain point and at other points not. Yeah.
2: Like, nobody or not, I shouldn't say nobody because somebody taught me this, right? <laughs> so, yeah. obviously, somebody had to know that Irish people were, like, a, a huge, uh, during, during the gold rush. Yeah. Like, their migration over here, Irish people were hugely discriminated against. Yeah. I, I think because they were Catholic. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and like the, the the predominant religion, I think, it was Protestantism, Protestantism, and then, uh, well, that's just crazy to me because I was like, Whoa, well, they look just like y'all, but they're all they're Irish, and I guess. And how do, you, how do you distinguish like an Irishman from another Caucasian guy? Is that racist of me to say, you know, it's like, um,
0: it's all artificial, you know like it's what all I'm saying, man made, you know what all I'm those saying, categories. like,
2: uh, also, I know there's a discrepancy in culture, which I think is kind of gross and pretty, uh unfortunate like between uh, light-skinned black people and black and dark-skinned black people yeah but that's very contextual you know because you know, historically dark-skinned black people were treated much worse than yeah. light-skinned black people and that's why that's that's kind of sprung up and it's kind of like gross that it's it's accumulated and it's set into our culture but it's co- it's a consequential effect right
1: well it's interesting because like if you had a light-skinned black person like back in like slave days it'd still be like they'd still be treated the same way yeah doesn't matter. It's just because the getting now. That's so. That's just like, what the times so of where this is coming from. Yeah, and um, that's
2: just that's just such a such a gross. Like you said, polarization, such gross. And and I think when it comes to a society like ours too, it's easier to control thought when there's when there's bubbles of thought like that. Like I I place myself in a very fine bubble because when your bubble gets too big, then it has yeah. movement. Now it has power. Right. When people start to realize, oh, it's not about race so much. It's like, it's more about like who is granted um, privilege, who's granted right versus who isn't granted right, right? Bare bone, that's what we want here. That's what we're looking at. Not whose skin is what, so who deserves what, you know? Um, and, But the more individualistic you are, the smaller your bubble, the harder it is to get that message across because you're like, oh, can't, can't fuck with these people. Nope. Oh, can't fuck with these people. Nope. Yeah. I'm um, kind of like a...
0: And know. like as ridiculous as some of these categories are sometimes, people still adhere to them, mm-hmm. you know? yeah like just throughout time there's always been like those
2: you know, as an american during world war ii going on probably freaking germans getting harassed all the time mm-hmm. and shit you know japanese people that's the whole reason they were encamped
3: yeah
2: in america was because they were like they're scared of treason it's like well what do you mean we're americanized as hell like we're not like loyal to the we've yeah. been we're like second generation
3: you yeah know? yeah
2: there's there's like literal fighter pilots in your military that are japanese like, you'll let them die for you, but you won't let us, like, live normal citizen lives? Like, right. that, that's, that's, that kind of discrepancy has always been present in America. And I think it's because it's to their advantage, right? It's usually to rule a bunch of, like, small secular communities and one giant community that thinks the same thing versus what you might think, right? So if that community, that giant secular community managed to, to overtake the government or, like, uh, I don't know, invade them or, or influence them, right, to their point, then there'd be no problems. Everyone thought the same thing. Everybody yeah. agrees on the same thing. That's not how nations work. Yeah. You have you only need two people to build a nation. And they're going to disagree on shit, you know? Like, imagine 500 million people or however much, billions of people even. And uh, at what point do you start, like, getting too inefficient? You know, at one point where it's like, we can't tally up 500 million votes within an election period. Uh, the population goes to, we can't tally up 8 billion votes in an election period, you know? The the united empire of america that's taking over the whole world now like democracy is just going to be a non-secretary unless you get into ai and stuff Then government governing and efficiency yada yada right that's a big what if but contemporarily governing
0: through ai that's just like Imagine. cast your
2: vote and be fair. <laughs> yeah. just touch your neural link, like, your
1: neural <laughs> link. Your text here like you text
2: like, text text well i guess yeah you could text it now but like um, imagine like touching everything left for Biden and then right for Trump. <laughs> Touch and your toe, whatever you, know. you whoever, whatever the majority is. Like everybody's going to be set on Republican mode for the next four years, and then we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then that's once you've serious. been set on that's you know, terrifying. Once too. you've been on Republican mode for four years, like you know, like why would you ever vote Biden? Aren't you completely brainwashed? Like, does democracy even still function the same way? Probably not. Yeah. You know, yeah. Probably, probably needs some other form of government.
1: You probably. I think, if anything, there's no way, like, if AI was in the picture, you would probably have AI as a third party to, like, officiate, mm, to, if, to just officiate <laughs> it all.
0: The third party is AI.
1: Yeah, and they're, like, they, they they would have to, like, pledge to us and, like, show how it would work and be, like, it's a show. It's, like, Man. you can't hack the shit humans because we're AI and we're smarter than you,
3: bitch.
0: Christian, have you ever played this game called Detroit Become Human? No. I feel like you would really like it. Yeah, it's pretty
3: cool.
0: Yeah, it's about, like, AI and, like, the morality behind, like, treating AI as, like, if we ever get androids in the future with, like, built-in AI, treating them, like, as second-class citizens, because that's essentially, I think, what would happen. We'd have, like, an android, like, do our work for us and, like, do a, like, physical labor, whatever. labor,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that with jobs that are just, like, too dangerous for people to work, like, would infringe on their, like, alien, alienable rights, like, come yeah. like, I don't know. Co- coal mining's are, are kind of a thing of the past. Like coal mining towns are totally dead nowadays. Mm-hmm. But that that was a job where I'm just like, I don't think I'd do that. I think I'd rather be poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Same dude. Like if- <laughs> you know
2: what I'm saying, like that's not worth my life, right there. Like, and if you have a family and you got kids, like, fuck, maybe it is worth your life. Maybe that's your only choice. Well, that's the
1: thing. It's like what kids make you like, <sighs> like, like they make you do these things. Is like you have to provide for them, and you have to like you. Have that's to carry. The,
2: That's the origination of the dad bot. Like you get the dad bot fucking mm-hmm. destroying your. Your body, from yeah, working and just, your diet.
1: Yeah, just like because like you're just fucking, you're just living, like you're living to work, working to live, you know. Yeah. And you get the bod because of it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, that's the thing. It's like, dude, if I was ever a dad, like, I mean, I would hope I'd stay on top of it. <laughs> I would really hope because, like, well, cause like, I would just like hope I would try to make that an example as my kids. Like, you got to make the time. Like, I don't know, put like, put in the time, put in the time, like, or at least just try to like make an effort to take care of yourself because this is like. Unfortunately, we this are. This is your vessel. This is your vessel. You're
0: stuck in this. Thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, forever. yeah, no, exactly. And like, if you don't, I'm if you sure, don't take uh, care sort of, of it, Con Valley Giant, right?
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just... <laughs> <You're>
1: thinking, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's like at, at, going back to the. I'm gonna go back to the whole diet thing. It's just like it's important that we know what to put in. I'm not trying to like, like shame anyone. Do whatever you want, but also realize like what you're doing, you know. If I, yeah, I yeah. if I had to like as a like an ex cigarette smoker, if I had to realize that those things are killing me, you know, you gotta realize that like, you know, maybe eating like super late mm-hmm. at night and like ungodly amounts yeah. of like I think moderation food. is the word of the day. For like, sure. Yeah. Moderation. Yeah. Not for cigarettes, I don't smoke a cigarette.
2: <laughs> yeah, not smoke cigarettes. Moderation and good faith, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe a twinkie a week. Maybe a twinkie every four days. But now, nowadays you could check. Like you could check what's my caloric uh you know what do i need Mm -hmm. you know and you won't know exactly until like you do it for a while because your physiology it can't be like exactly like put into stats you know you can't be like well i'm i'm like i'm a ectomorph and i don't know 180 pounds five six so i have to eat like this yeah yeah like mm -mm. you you, within like it's gonna ballpark you and then when you start doing it for a while you realize oh maybe like if i just eat like I don't know 100 less I'll get like like 20% more efficient results right yeah. like that that's just you figuring out your physiology but you could ballpark it now right you and,
0: can yeah. yeah so maybe that's like the good thing with like technological advancements is that like you can reach moderation with Better, I don't know with a good pace yeah.
2: and maybe maybe that's maybe that's the thing it's like uh technology is good when it helps us reach moderation but when it's just like it just makes moderation like obsolete you know what I mean like if you're a robot you still have taste buds. You can eat a billion Twinkies a day. Like, I don't know. That's the part for me where it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that's just never been possible. Like, no, now it is. Well, not, I'm not saying it is, but. But it uh, could be. The other indulgences I feel like are, you know, imagine, I don't know, uh, 2,000 years ago, you want, like, a Twinkie, right? And it takes, like, a baker, and he's got to find sugar, and you only have so much money as, like, a merchant. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, bro, you can have one Twinkie, like, every two months, and even if you saved up all your money forever, like, you can never eat, like, a, two boxes of Twinkies in a day. Yeah. Nowadays, I can go to Walmart, do that right now. You know? <laughs> like, that's just... You can buy as you much know? as
0: you need, man. As yeah. much as you need. And yeah. what about, like, vices, too, that are not, like, health or physical, like, health-related? But what about, like, gambling addictions or, like, sex addictions? How does AI, like, mm-hmm. actually
3: yeah it helping that
0: because that's yeah. a very like me thing like i know mm-hmm. when i'm addicted to x mm-hmm. you know
2: yeah exactly it's like um like we were saying about uh mm. physiology with with doing your, your macros right like you're not going to get your macros right the first time you might like but you would get lucky mm. right uh, you would be an outlier most people it, it takes them like oh now i know for sure that like even though i, I kind of got the ballpark it helped me out like this time I ate a little more and I gained like way more weight to muscle ratio. Like, so my macros were only off by like a hundred or 200, right? Like, uh, uh, but that's fine. Right. When you apply AI so, so strictly, so like dictatorially, um, the consequence might not just be, you know, where it's like, uh, when you're dieting, the consequence of you being off by 200 is like, Oh, you just didn't gain that much weight this, mm-hmm. this week. Right. Versus AI would be like, oh, you didn't get enough testosterone, you didn't get enough uh, dopamine, you didn't get enough iron in your blood, like, you know, and the more you're relying on it, the bigger the consequences when shit goes bad, you know, like, because if you don't get it exactly right, you know, maybe, maybe it takes a while for you to adjust, you know, maybe it's like, oh, well, it's a dopamine pump because you your brain has no dopamine, right? So like helps that valve open. But then, what dictates when it opens? You know, what if they have y'all doped up just eating soup? Yeah. You know, like um, it's just yeah, it's a whole it's a whole can of worms, and that's that's. But to me, like I said, uh, Neuralink is very fantasy. Like they they said it themselves, like they it's like uh, they don't even they're not even like halfway there. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't say I don't I wouldn't even say they're like a tenth of the way there mm-hmm. where they want to be at. You know, they're they they can use it in certain ways, and the ideas there. Like, they're starting, but just, like, the technology isn't there, yeah. you know?
1: Maybe another 50 years, you know, who knows? We'll be halfway there. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Maybe. But it's just scary to think of the possibilities, right? Because that that's kind of what human potential, what allows it to is imagination, you know? It's just like, well, imagine a world where everyone had this magical device implanted them that helped them all think the same and took away back pain and, and anxiety for only, like, sixty nine ninety nine. you know, mm-hmm. or I don't know. And then you put, put this thing on your head. And, like Without imagination, obviously that would never come to fruition, right? Uh, a machine with no imagination, with no route to make open ideas, just won't think of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so even in a billion years, that might just never happen. Versus now where it's like, even though for the next 50 years, this is going to be hella inefficient, and a lot of people are going to die, we're going to figure this out. And That's for a th- point. And then the next billion generations after that is going to benefit i don't know so it's all no matter what this is worth it you know? if that's what you think is worth it is uh the future more than what's worth it now you know yeah and also the context of that where it's like if if you could if you could like kill off half to, or not kill off but make half the planet like yeah i guess kill them right but then it would mean that <laughs> for the I next guess kill them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it would mean like for the next hundred years no fighting no 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 Needless fighting, right? Let's mm-hmm. say that the death toll would be like, uh I don't know, three billion versus like a hundred billion, right? Would you do it? Like that's so objective to think. Like, of course I would do it. I'm saving way more lives, you know. Yeah. But to not know necessarily, like now, let's just take away the numbers, right? Will it necessarily save more lives? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing when everybody's like not hungry and just happy all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Like maybe something would someone would have had the idea, uh. And they never would have went into medicine if their if his, if their dad didn't die of cancer found cured cancer, but in this hundred years, like everyone dies of cancer so fuck no, one's fucked you know yeah <laughs> like uh, there's just there's no way to to guarantee that with stats
0: yeah there's there's no way I think like I mean it's easy to say right that mm-hmm. like the the goal of humanity should be like I think over time to minimize suffering probably, but like you said, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do you achieve that if it meant like killing half the population? If you had a chance to minimize suffering somehow by killing half the population, like would you do it?
2: Mm-hmm. What what is what is the intrinsic value here? What is what is necessarily have to be necessary for humans? Yeah, to be human. What makes a human? You know? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a big question. I feel like what makes a human is definitely in part suffering, in part having to be able to die and be alive, in part like a communal aspect. Yeah. In part, like humans are a lot of things, you know, uh, but they're not everything for sure, because if they were everything, then they wouldn't be humans. They'd be everything. You know, uh, there's a cool video I saw on YouTube. Forgot the guy, but he's this guy that makes videos of like um, like this. This is what would happen if like you drink like three bottles of uh, Pepto-Bismol. And this is what happened to his kidneys or something. I don't know if you guys have seen those videos mm. pop up on YouTube though. <laughs>
0: that sounds wild.
2: But he just he just made like a self-inspirational video called um it was called uh You Can't Be Anything. And it was a it was a motivational video, but it was it was called You Can't Do Anything. You can't do everything or you can't be You Can't Be Whoever You Want. That's what it was called. Mm. Right. And it sounds sad, but it's like his point was kinda like if you could be whoever you want, it would take away from what you are right now, right? Uh, I love doing this when I when I talked about this video. I love saying what composes me. I'm a brother. I'm a horn student. You know, I'm a saxophone horn student. I'm a, a philosophy student. I'm a numerology student. I'm a college student. I'm a coworker. I'm a barista. I make coffee. Uh, I'm also a son. Um, let me see. I did skate. You know, I love weed. I play video games. Like these are the components um that i don't necessarily have to be right but they are what i am composed of right and to say that i could do anything that would kind of take away from what i am right now where it's like well i can't be like the best philosopher ever and the best track runner and the best like tennis player and the best like you know because what i am right now is not that like i don't want to be that like you know But even, but I think it goes beyond that, too, But beyond what you want, right? I think it goes into what you are, you know? What I am right now, I am not the fastest track runner in the world. I could probably train the rest of my life and find out, like, once I plateau. But at one point, I'm going to be at Worlds, and I'm going to be like, yo, if I train the rest of my life, I'll never be as fast as this guy from Uganda, right? He's just got the moves, right? He's just born for it, like... But it turns out I'm the guy that's going to cure cancer. Like, Maybe I'm not a scientist. Maybe that's not what I like. But if I apply myself and embrace who I am, I can get a lot more potential out of it. Probably help a lot more people around me. That's kind of the compromise I feel like I did with, with school. You know, like I I love philosophy. But am I the best philosopher? Probably not. You know, deductive reasoning. Uh, while it is uh, my strong suit, I feel like um, the, the other components of philosophy, like there's just people that are better better logicians you know better uh better uh estheticians and <laughs> that's a totally different like that's those are people that do like cosmetology yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know people there's better uh, ethicists out there you know better yeah. better lawmakers <laughs> like oh. and yeah maybe if i realize my full potential like i, I won't find out till then I, Oh, but then measuring that kind of stuff is shaky to me. Philosophy yeah. is a bad example. Like, what what makes the best lawyer, you know, the person that can persuade the judge the best? That's the best lawyer. Does that mean he's the most ethical? No, he's just the best person in that courtroom, you know? like, uh, But then what is the most ethical? Like, is it the best person in the courtroom? Like, what if the courtroom's the best judge of character, the best judge of ethics that we have? Mm-hmm. You know? What necessitates good? Is good even necessitated? I don't think so. I think it's pretty subjective.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah it's all relative at the end of the day
2: not all relative. yeah I not think, all yeah being totally relative is dangerous yeah you know if you're like well what's good is just whatever feels good you know it's just whatever is feels good to me yeah man scary world <laughs>
0: yeah a lot of philosophy feels to me like it's just so many like open-ended questions yeah
2: because like like, like uh you're really trying to deconstruct for the sake of building you know yeah. it's like um, and that's what it is like and if you stop deconstructing well then there's no more philosophy Like, but like I said the, the nature of humanity deems it, that it will never be perfect humans will never ever be perfect unless it was AI. and never ever be perfect right uh, and, and even if we say AI like you're not even human at that point right? because the essence of a human in one part is not being perfect right mm-hmm. what makes me human in one part is that I'm not this like eternal omnipotent um, being right if i was then um, you can't inc- categorize me like such anymore um that's really an idea i tie back to a lot it makes me wonder like would there be programming to like necessitate humans like you know i say that if you want to call yourself a human you can't live forever and you have to suffer okay so then we'll put you in this body that does feel pain
1: and blows up after nine hundred years.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is the humanoid. Oh well, yeah, humanoid.
1: that could be like simulated suffering. You know, for AI, it's like, well, you're gonna be you're gonna be given this body that has receptors of pain, and you'll you know? be you'll be an innovation bot, right? We'll give you nine
2: hundred years, and if you don't come up with any good ideas, um, and then we'll just throw you in with the rest <laughs> of the uh, then we're done the the other eternal beings, or or we'll only let you into the into the uh, what's it called? Now the information converges in a. Uh, into the uh it's, it's a big word in the ai transcript too it's the, the like accumulation of everything what is it the yeah. singularity there you go like if if you uh if you come up with something good will transcend you to the singularity you'll be eternal mm-hmm. yeah that'll be a cool cool uh idea for a book or something <laughs>
0: sci-fi yeah yeah
2: i love sci-fi for that reason too there's just so much to, to gain sci-fi is crazy yeah lots of gain from reading sci-fi did you ever read um Song. It
1: looks like it. no, bro. I've been trash. I was reading that. No, I gotta, I gotta get on it. Is oh it, man, yeah, no, I got read like literally five pages of it, and then it's been trash. I think it's because you're reading it
2: That's to write You gotta read it right I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, you're right, you're right. My my biggest thing has been like, it's it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just I'm playing Persona Five. Way oh, too yeah. much? <laughs> have you played Persona 5 by any chance?
2: I want to play it so bad, but I don't have a PS4, and I was so mad when I found out I wasn't on
1: PC. Bro, it's... I was mad. It's, um... You, gave you would PC? Yes. Yeah. You would love that game. Like, um, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's, like, you really have to build bonds with people, and it makes me, it makes me very, like... like crazy. Very, like, uh, like, thankful for, like, the, the friends and family I have, and, like, all this confidants I have in my life, because, like, like I don't know the, the game. Like it's based of you being a student, and I'm not going too too into details. But like essentially, in order to level up your shit, you just need to be like a, a regular person, hang out with people, and with that, you know those bonds bring in like experience points. I won't go into further story, but like those who like have played the game, fuck yeah, right? <laughs> but it's a very good game. It's like as a philosopher, I feel like you would you would wholly dig it because oh, yeah. it's just it makes you like it gives you like a whole variety of things to say. Like the dialogue is so crazy with, with every character and, um, the issues that arise in that game are very intense. Like it's just, it's it's, it's worth a shot. I
2: love, I love any kind of media that puts a good display of the human spirit on, right. Where it's Mm -hmm. like, I relate to this in a way that I can't put into words. I just relate to it because I'm not human. You know, like I feel when whoever dies dies because I've just talked to them. For, like, I don't know, 50 hours of game time, you know? Like, I sacrificed three other characters so this one could live, and now he's dead? Are you kidding me? Like, of course I'm going to cry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Versus if I walk into a room and just watch it, I'm like, well, why are you crying? You know? Like, I don't know this guy, you know? <laughs> uh, it's kind of It's kind of weird to think about. Yeah, it's weird how, like,
1: you can get, like, emotional for, like, a fictional character. Like, oh, yeah, because...
2: If they're well-written enough,
1: they're just human. Sometimes
2: they're beyond human. Like, sometimes they're so human, they're not human. So what's AI? Okay.
1: Again. <laughs> not <Okay>. human. <laughs> so it's like, like, in, like, if I see, like, I mean, Detroit Become Human is a good example because there's, like, some things in there where... You
0: would really like that game. Yeah. Where I recommend like, it if you ever get right, your hands
1: yeah. on it. Okay. Like, like um, Where, like, it's, like, a, it, it makes you, like, really, like, care for this thing and this, like, this sentient being that's not human, obviously, mm-hmm. But it's, like, I feel like humans have that sympathy thing, you know, where it's, like, no matter what, you know, you're going to sympathize for whatever creature, like, animals or or robots or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, you might be able to sympathize with it, you know, and that, may, that might be the big difference maker between, like, humans and robots and all. Oh, maybe. But who knows? Yeah. Can you program sympathy? Maybe. Like, uh,
2: what, what part of humans isn't programmable? Like, um... I I think back to like Westworld again. Uh, those are some pretty sympathetic robots. Right?
0: I've never seen Westworld. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um but from what Victor tells me, it sounds right up my alley, honestly. Oh, yeah, this
2: whole this whole podcast, I mean not this whole podcast, but this whole episode. Like we could we could have like based around just the, the premises in Westworld. I feel like we covered uh, most of the bases even. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't that show, maybe not all of them.
1: Yeah, no, um uh, uh I think that show like those robots are very sympathetic. Those AIs are very sympathetic, you know. And they're very much um it's they're very like invested into your world, but they're programmed that way though. Yeah. And in the sense more like it's a theme park, you know. That's the whole like you know, premise of the show where it's like you have this theme park of like robots who are just like super down for whatever you want. But it's like, can you, you could probably program sympathy, but can you make a robot or make an AI like sympathetic towards your, you, your cause or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe like it can take aware of it and like kind of like make its own like mind for it. The only way to know what a robot values is to be a robot. Just Mm -hmm.
2: to be like, the only way to know if a dog is truly happy is it really smiling at you or is he just hungry? You know, like that's something that. Um, oh, wait. There's two roaches here. I don't even know if one of these clips is mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just saw the other one, too. <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, like, the only way to know is to be in that position. Like, be an actual robot and be like, yo, this makes me sad.
1: But like, dogs are interesting because, like, dogs are always happy. They want the best of whatever they, they can get from their human, you know? Yeah. Like, pack animals like us, you know? Y- yeah, yeah. But, like... But also, I feel like dogs are just, like, they just settle so easily, you know?
0: Yeah, dogs are satisfied. Dogs are satisfied with so little. They Seriously. need very, like, just the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. And they're good, and they'll love you I were, forever. we remember
2: tripping on shrooms one time, and I was thinking, like, I looked at my dogs, I'm back and I played with my dogs for, like, 20 <clears throat> minutes. I started crying, thinking to myself, like, as, as much as I want to be in my nature, it's not, I can't be as humble as these dogs. Like, I'll never be as, as like, content. As these beautiful creatures, you know, but it's it's a trait that maybe they don't even necessarily care about. You know, they're like, yeah, we're humble. Like every dog's humble. Who gives a fuck? Maybe that's the thing. It's like yeah. maybe yeah. it's like yeah. it's on. I'm only humble relative to a dog. Like, of course, I fucking love my life. Like, it's a great dog's life, but yeah. as a human, like, this isn't. Yeah, this is a humble life. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. And I always like that's something I've always asked myself: is like, why are um why are dogs like that? <laughs> Why are they like that? Like, there's they're no just like, there's no malice. Like, no. Like, if a dog attacks you, like, you really have to be provoked. Like, you really have. They really have to yeah. be provoked. You know what I mean? Seriously.
2: <sighs> Man. But yeah, it's just like, there's no there's no way to know. us actually put yourself in the shoes. And even, though, even once you do, there's no way to detail your, like, unconscious your biases, you know? Like, um, because you're unconscious, there's no way to really track them. You might be able to categorize them uh based on your reactions or stuff, thing, but to necessitate like I am like a ninety four percent angry person, six percent sad person, no way
3: yeah
2: yeah and and if you're if you were to start putting those inputs in a computer, it's like, yeah, we can do that you know that's that's the whole kind of worms where it's like well now, why do you even need them? you can just change them anytime the whole the whole part we made what made a special. You know made it worth caring about was uh, was that like I was a certain way, so I needed help a certain way. You know, and if I don't need help, I'm not a certain way, really. You know, it's, I don't know. It, I I struggle a lot with pinpointing exactly the essence of humanity, right? But I, like I said, I think it's an accumulation of things,
1: but yeah, to extract can... them and put them in a test tube and be like, we grew a human. That's like asking, yeah. like, what's the meaning of life? It's such a complicated answer, you yeah. know. Like There's no answer. There is, if there is an answer, it's it's a conglomerate of, of many answers, you know. It's, mm-hmm. There's just too many things to mention in order to get one definitive answer. It's to shoot the shit. It's to see new sites, you know, explore new horizons, all that shit. Anything and everything, you know. That's what it is mm-hmm. to be human, you know.
2: Yeah. I think also it's it's a big fallacy of language. This is a topic I love that. Humans, we spend our entire lives since we started like speaking in codes, slapping our tongues against our teeth and our lips to make noises to be understandable
1: to each other, and even music. Well, I will say one thing about Schopenhauer. As well. Schopenhauer is like he did express that like music is what like is the true nature of human humanity. You know, it helps bring in like like the soul and like helps helps understand it. You know, yeah,
2: he he agreed that. Um, music was a better expression of humanity than writing was and language. And I agree because you can't communicate humanity through English or any other language or any, an accumulation of every language is not enough to describe what it is that you're feeling or you are, you know, it's only an attempt to categorize it. Almost like, um, I think we were having this discussion last time about how a lot of virtuosic musicians, uh, at least in the jazz field they feel that categorizing music is a, is a crime like you can't ever be like this is jazz and this is rock like oh and this is jazz rock you know like music is just music This is music baby you know yeah and um that's kind of how i feel about the human experience like we, we talk all day <laughs> yeah so yeah. we think that with words i can describe to you like oh it was beautiful it's the most majestic thing i ever sang but I've heard that three times today. Like, what are you talking about? And then I see it yeah. and I'm like, well, it's beautiful, the most majestic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I say yeah. the exact same thing, but they mean totally different things.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like to go, to go with those. Like music is, you can't categorize it, but also humans document things. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's only like us. It's in our, in, it's in our nature. It's in our nature to, yeah. to put a, a title on on this, to like to deem it as something that has like value. This is or, awesome. This is something that
2: I am on. in. You know, like I'm, yeah, I'm literally in awe. Like, when I say everything's awesome, no, you
1: know? yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that. I mean, everything is pretty awesome when you think about from the grand things. And the, like, maybe you had those moments where it's like, I feel like most philosophers, like, if anyone who's like studied or has interest of it, you know, when you think about humanity, it's like it's amazing that we're here. It's amazing that we like we are in this Goldilocks zone of like the solar system where we can like have enough heat and mm-hmm. we have water and that we can just like. We evolved into these creatures that have these thoughts and this can do all these things and made this technology and this created society, you know. And they are constantly striving to improve, yeah. I mean, things are pretty bad the way it is right now, like in, in times, but like yeah, a thousand actually, years
2: ago. But in the grand scheme of things, we're yeah, we're doing some, we're doing something,
1: <laughs> yeah. In the time, in the time span, we've only been around for 200, like 200,000 years, mm-hmm. right. And like where it's like, I mean, humans. humans, yeah, yeah humanities, civilizations
2: like, as well. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like it's like for what we're doing, for what we're like accomplishing, you know. It's like you can't help but be impressed and just be proud to be a human. It may not be like the best conditions. Again, I get it, but we do strive to make better conditions, mm-hmm. and that's just in our nature.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously,
2: like, um yeah, yeah.
0: There's one race, the human race.
2: PC master race, dude. politically correct race.
0: <laughs> politically correct race, that's crazy though. No. Um, that's at the, the point that I am I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. that blunt got me like, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: but um, that that that's also that's also why like when like debate or argumentation happens, I always have that asterisk to where I will never fully comprehend what you're saying, mm-hmm. even if that word is exactly what you think you were trying to say. You're trusting, i'm not you you're trusting language too much to think that word makes you feel the way that makes me feel the way it makes you feel you know like there's no way in language will ever be able to do that and you're overestimating yourself and sometimes arguments happen because you're like i just said i'm sad what do you like what do you mean you don't understand me right well how sad are you like you know did your dad just die or did you get hit in the face right now like are you angry sad like why are you 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 not did you like did you like lose a bet like why you know what is the context like and and even once you have the context it's like uh like how sad do you get over things you know that's so yeah relative
0: have you heard of people that call themselves empaths they're what? just like i just empathize with every feeling and i'm just so sensitive and so receptive and I wonder, like, if that's um, a way of, like, if they're just, like, projecting their own emotions, like, onto, mm-hmm. like, if, if I say that I empathize with you, how, well, do I really, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you can only experience what you do, that's, so I'm really just projecting what yeah, I think, that's, like, that's, you're. That's another
2: thing, is, like, empaths are kind of like, like, you know, I feel what you're feeling, like, you don't have to tell me, yeah. you know, like, I can communicate exactly what it means to you, but even then. Language, the whole point, I think, isn't so much to feel exactly what each other are feeling. I think the point is just more to be able to relieve ourselves of our ideas and get them across properly, right? So if I tell you I'm sad, um, I'm not telling you that so that you can put yourself in my shoes and be like, what would it, f- what would it feel like for my dad to die? Oh, I'm trying to empathize as hard as possible.
3: You know? mm-hmm.
2: I'm telling you so that you know how I feel. You know, As long as you know I'm sad, well, that's all you need to know. You, know, you don't really need to know how sad I am. Language is a tool, you know. It just it just accomplishes, it does its job. Now you know I'm sad. Okay, that's all I needed to do, right? But I feel like, especially now, people trust language too much to be exactly what it is, you know. Like, I'll tell you, uh, I'm hungry, right? And you're like, I'm mm, gonna get him some food. Bring me a pizza and I don't eat a slice. You're like, well, you told me you were hungry. <laughs> you know, like a,
1: Yeah, it's like you're... You. It's like it's a very like wide range of hunger. There's like starvation, and there's like, you,
2: I can eat. If I told you I, I'm two and a half slices of pizza hungry,
1: and I yeah, how you know, do yeah, you put a measurement on that? Yeah, you know. Well,
0: I mean,
2: like, and it's like, all right, then let's not get a pizza. Let's both get lunch, you
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A know. light lunch. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you know, I'm starving. They eat a salad. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like, that's just a very gross example, but mm-hmm. you you could do that. Literally anything in language.
0: How do you feel about like the people that are so against like um like they them pronouns or like she her pronouns and like or like just giving um we'll we'll fix that right up for you.
2: No worries. You know, I think this conversation is really good because I was recently talking about um the debate with the term Latinx, which is supposed to be a gender neutral a term for Latinos or Latinas because mm-hmm. there's no necessarily gender neutral term in Spanish. And so it's kinda of like the English way of compromising, like, oh well, say Latinx. And then there's there's a boat of I guess traditionalists, I don't know, that that are like, no, well that's not Spanish. You can't slap a Spanish term that's not Spanish on Sp- I don't know. Like um yeah. you know like you can't that's that's like a like cultrification or something. Decultrification or something. like, you know, in our culture, there's only men and women. Yeah. Well, no, you know, that's that's a whole different topic. Well, your culture's only been used to get, only use men and women, male and female pronouns because they needed to. Like, like I said, language is a tool. It doesn't just it doesn't describe anything, yeah. you know. It's, well, I guess I should say it's trying to describe things. Right. But it will never fully describe anything. You know, right. it'll it'll just kind of give you a clue. Uh, we could talk about Plato's forms again. You know, yeah. it's. Uh, words, I guess, would be a third or second. Oh, those are really those are two totally different ones. So I should be careful because the essence of an idea, I guess, would be your emotions. So it would be the first form, and so the second form would be the projection. So I guess it'd be the second, and then maybe written would be the third form, right? So like it's a projection mm-hmm. of a projection. If not written, then like I don't know, like passed down from somebody else to someone else, like a, a an interpretation of of a projection, you know? Yeah, I think an interpretation of the projection would be the third form. Like, you heard me say something, okay. and then you telephone it on, you know? Yeah,
1: that's see what you're saying. So, like, it's just basically the form of where, like, you get that thought out, like, through wherever. Like, uh, I imagine, like, just writing it, like, on a... For example, like, if I had, like, if I came up with, like, dialogue, you know, based off the conversation we had, like, this emotion, this thought, you know, I'm, I'm writing it out into a script, and this is the manifestation of it, or... That loose I feel like I. Yeah. no no
2: I think that's exactly where I, where I was on on point with where it's like as long as it's like a copy of that copy it's an interpretation that is a step away from the from his essence I think you're on you're on the right track but I'm not very good at um I want to say like applying Plato's line of logical structure you know Right now I'm studying Aristotelian logic, which is cool, like syllogisms and stuff. It's actually really precise, and it's kind of scary how mathematic it is, like argumentation for logic. That's for him, It's like a, there's premises, there's conclusions, and then there's, like, there's like um, main points. There's, like, the, mi- no, the minor point, and then there's, like, uh, middle points, right? And if your structure is not exactly, like, structured like this, then it's not a syllogism, right? So there can only be so many kinds of arguments, and I guess there's, like, six or seven logical like uh forms of like a certain syllogisms right but when you start putting words in there it's the scary part for me because mm-hmm. I'm like this is kind of how they program AI isn't it because like uh you just put in like okay this is logical and it's it's a word like like I don't know uh all bachelors are males you know and then the second point is like uh, uh all bachelors are are Or all bachelors are males. All males are bachelors. So the conclusion would be um, males and bachelors are the same thing, right? It's not true, right? And a false syllogism would be something like all males are bachelors. Um, um, All bachelors know how to sew. The conclusion would be all men know how to sew. You can't necessarily know that just because you look at all the bachelors, Mm -hmm. you know? well, if you say all males are bachelors, like every single male is a bachelor, then yeah, I guess it wouldn't necessitate it. Like that what would be correct. Sorry, I'm still learning. Like I said, I was studying it right now.
0: <laughs> but, no, that's pretty, that's like yeah. kind of cool to see, yeah. like in real time, yeah. the thought process. Because if there's one thing about philosophy, it's, it's like a lot of thinking. It's, a lot. It's all thinking. Really. It's all thinking. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's like a lot of thinking and then a lot of second guessing of what you just thought. And then you're going to yeah, third guess it. There's this I saw.
2: I was like how philosophy works. And it's like you think stuff. It's like an arrow. It's like, you are wrong. Nope. And just go back to it. And <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no. It's like it's a constant like trying to like, – I feel like if you're learning something, you're just going to either debunk it just by learning more or you're just going to like debunk it by um, just not really believing in it. Yeah. You know?
2: hope to debunk it, right? Like yeah. you, make, you make an honest effort like trying my – Best to try to see how this is wrong, so that I can fix it.
1: Well, yeah, because like you, that's the thing is, like, I feel like you can't take the stance of like I know this is right, this is this is everything that's right. Like in the end, like you do know nothing, you know, and to think that your thoughts are the ones that are going to be the one that are, like the end all be all. No, yeah. like I don't feel like that. It's, I feel like it's hard to like yeah. stay true to like philosophy, like core, you know. It's like because yeah. you're constantly trying to grow, you know. That's, that's
2: that. another thing. that's kind of scary. It? Like, tie it back to AI. Like um, if there's no freedom of thought, like that. Can philosophy exist, you know? Can only certain branches of philosophy exist?
1: Well, then, like, like is, is it the human brain that's providing that, or is it, like, the yeah. human body? Is it even necessary anymore,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's the thing. It's, like, um, the consciousness is kind of reflective of how the body feels, you know? If you feel pain all the time when you're in the sun, you might grow to hate the sun. I don't know. Maybe you like how it feels, so you, you grow to love the sun, you know? Like a, I feel like a big thought, thought process. While there's a separation in the two, is influenced by each other, you know.
0: Physical and mental.
2: Physical and mental. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what humans are, right? Like they're both. And to lose one would mean that the other one just wouldn't function the same. Not maybe it would still function, you know, but it function better. Maybe not better as a human. Maybe there's no way really to function better as a human anyway. Like a human's just a label on something. It's not a category that's like uh, it can be increased. Like know like what what necessitates a good musician is is a similar question you know it's just music he makes music that i like you know or maybe he knows he can play all the instruments on the virtuosic level does that make him a good musician maybe he can't write you know maybe that's what you categorize as a good musician yeah same same thing with categorizing humans like we said earlier just so much um Anybody that makes an honest effort, though, has my respect. That's why I read all of it. Like, um, all right, let's see what you got. You know, let's yeah. let's see you try to do it. <laughs>
0: it's an honorable thing to study, in my view, because, I mean, that's something that's always going to stick around. I don't think, like, philosophy is ever going to—I don't think people are ever going to not be interested in, in philosophy and wanting to study it because that's, like, the foundation of who we are, like, as people, I think.
2: Yeah, it's 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 just very introspective, you know? Yeah. But philosophy, it comes with the curse, I feel like, because uh I feel like you can be a good philosopher and a good theist, right? But to truly like like delve into, you know, the essence of not knowing anything from coming from like a as ignorant point as possible, to try to apply yourself to things like uh multiple things as well. I feel like as a human it's just you're just gonna come at a time where you're not willing to compromise you know Mm -hmm. uh and then so but to really think that like i'm not making compromises like like this i'm just at the forefront of thought and no matter what is what matter what is true whatever i believe is true like through deductive reason like my heart of hearts like that's what i'm gonna choose to believe that's the key word is believe right because at the end of the day that's what you're doing believing doesn't necessitate truth you know i think of a, a theologian philosopher right like um C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis might admit, like, yeah, uh, God, he has to operate within logic, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know, you know. Yet, I'm still gonna believe in God. You know, I'm s- I'm still gonna choose to think all the time that He's there. You know, that's what believing is; it's a yeah. choice. Um, is it always a choice? I think, in part, it's inf- your influence to make the choice, right? But what choice is an influence? Right? Is it a choice if there's no influence at all? I think making an objective choice, like. You're, you're always gonna have some bias. It's it's human nature to be biased, you know. If if you if you, I hate coming up with scenarios. If you have like a uh, if you walk down the street with your AI buddy, you guys hang out for whatever reason. You go up to and this guy's like, "Freeze! I'm gonna kill one of these people." You guys choose who. Like you might have a totally different reason for choosing uh, the old person than the, than the young person, right? AI will be like calculating more people will live if the old person is bad, but you're like. But they live longer this young person's like how do you know that like you yeah know, you know it's like uh, there's no way they're like i don't know <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. i fucking love ai i love thinking about ai i love um i love trying to decipher what might happen in the future yeah because that's kind of at the forefront of sci-fi especially like i feel like it's the most exciting thing yeah i think we're kind of over zombies and like space exploration, like now it's like let's let's look at internet, yeah, yeah. Like what 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 might progress from there?
1: Yeah, no, I feel like next let's let's get rid of the zombies. Um, <laughs> no, I mean AI is so in, in, enticing to think about because I don't know it's <clears throat> it's been written so many times, and I kind of had this feeling that like humans aren't going to be dicks to AIs because like I don't know we've all seen like the movies we've all seen we've all played the video games like this is no, but also yeah. like. I mean, there's probably, there is going to be that outlier, or like a amount of people, like, who are just going to, like. Try to fuck their AI or something yeah. like that, or just trying to like whatever, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> someone's gonna try to fuck their AI. Someone's
1: definitely, it's, someone's gonna do it.
2: There's
0: already like sex robots. Have you not seen Ex yeah. Machina?
1: Like where it's like. Oh no! But I've heard of like oh he
2: pulled. Someone ex...
0: tries to fuck an AI.
1: I'm not gonna. We're not gonna spoil it just yet. Okay. But watch Ex yeah. Ex Machina. I've always heard like oh they pulled a, a
2: a Deus Ex Machina. Like oh they pulled it. Like I'm always like what does that mean?
1: You know? Oh I'm yeah, like... you should watch it. I've um, yeah, heard that too. It's I a pretty good. Never good knew, one. knew it meant. Yeah, oh, yeah, we should watch it. Yeah. I'm um down. I mean, yeah. that's cool, yeah. man. There's a lot of movies
2: I need to watch. I just that's that's one medium I don't appreciate enough. I appreciate a lot of writing, but I'm very biased in writing. Like I'll read philosophical texts all day. I'm the guy that's carrying a fucking like a uh, like a comp book or a, mm-hmm. especially Nietzsche. I love reading Nietzsche and his, what he what he considered his own magnum opus, the uh, "Thus Spoke of Zarathustra." It's more of an epic than a philosophy book, i say. But even then, like he's one of my favorite philosophers. So the fact that he wrote an epic, I'm like, whoa, you know, this is like if Socrates wrote the Odyssey instead of whoever the Odyssey. wrote the Odyssey. <laughs> or Homer, Homer, Homer. <laughs> and the Iliad, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget who, it was Homer. What
0: kind of name is Homer?
2: A Greek, a Greek one or a, a Spartan? I one, just I think of Homer.
0: <laughs> 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 I don't know,
2: but yeah, I can't believe I, I said whoever the fuck wrote. Of course, it was Homer. The Iliad. I'm, I'm actually more familiar with the Odyssey than I am with the Iliad. I think the Iliad is about um, Achilles, and and uh, the um, the Odyssey is about some guy and his journey. Like he goes to the Cyclops island,
1: and he mm-hmm. goes through a bunch of trials. What it might be the Odyssey. That's yeah. the Odyssey, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the the tra- the traveling with the Cyclops. I mean, yeah, that's all. That's, that's all something I get a lot of a,
2: a lot of uh, a lot of crap for. And uh, when I talk to other like other people that are also philosophy students, they're like, "Well, bro, you haven't read the Iliad mm-hmm. or the, the the Odyssey." I'm like. Oh, nah.
3: Fuck <laughs> yeah. no yeah. that's kind of yeah.
2: you know but I, I mean to there's but i don't know like ancient philosophy like pre-modern philosophy was really interesting to me when i started i was like whoa i don't know if this stuff existed at all yeah so just but now I like seeing that it's still here and like seeing what people thought of over time and yeah there's more incredible things because of how philosophy works like things are just always going to be more incredible than they were yeah but that's that progression can be seen in anything think of science think of like um, music you know music now I think of jazz and I think of AI again because it's such a beautiful metaphor of what my life might be like without the human condition mm-hmm. jazz music might not exist if AI started in the 1800s you know like jazz music is all suffering it's all like it's all soul it's all human spirit it's all optimism it's all yeah. it's it's, it's accumulation of what it is to be a human you know I feel like Schopenhauer hit it on the money with that one, you know? Um, but I feel like he wasn't talking about, um, like, jazz in particular. He was more talking about how, like, desire and um, contemptness it reflects music and how music has patterns, you know, and how it makes us feel is necessarily how music is composed because it's made for us to, you know, uh, made for us to do whatever. Like, for me, I kind of I kind of say music is made for us, to and I, I like to put dot, 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 because it's very you know? Yeah, yeah. If you want to make, like, an album, like, you know it's a purple butterfly, for example, an amazing political album, that that seems almost transcendental because it uses the aspect of music so well to drive a narrative, which is hard in music, you know? It's hard to be political and Modern in music because music is meant,
1: like, in its form is kind of abstract, yeah. you know? Well, to, like, to... To so make it something like that, and the slap so fucking hard, like, like just slap that fucking. I cannot stress how great that slap, how much that tip and butterfly slaps, you know. Yeah. To do both, it does both, and that's okay. why that's,
2: that's why it's a great piece. But for me, <laughs> like I have, ten.
1: I have albums that I think
2: are like on that level, but that are just maybe not political at all. You know, they're just good music. But you know, to be able to like, it's good music, and it it has this message. Like that's just like bonus
1: points.
3: Yeah. You
2: know? but for me, as long as it's like good music. It, good music
3: yeah
1: Yeah. well music's interesting because like it's just the one thing that you do while doing everything you love Mm -hmm. you know you listen to music while you play whatever hobby you play video games you know some people listen to music while they read you know whether it be classical music or whatever um to work out too. i I definitely use music like when i game when Mm -hmm. i do homework it's yeah. the like you do it while you're, you're fucking, you listen to it while yeah, you' fuck, people put you it on the back. You, yeah,
0: music really is universal. Yeah, you do, It's good.
1: the one thing that you can you can do. You, act, you can actively listen to music and do something else that you love. It's a two- in one thing, whatever yeah. you want to do.:
2: You know, mm-hmm. but I feel like when I listen to music and I'm doing something else, like if it's good music, I feel like I'm not appreciating it enough. Sometimes I feel like the people in the 1920s that turned on the radio and just sat down. So
1: listen, <laughs> no. yeah. well, like listening to music, just straight up, like by itself, like you're putting like full something on, on the full attention. Like I get stoned sometime, or like whatever, or yeah. don't even get stoned. Just like mm-hmm. chill out in the garage, and like or like get to like some view that you like to look at, and like just put something on, and yeah. just kind of like just chill, yeah. and, like check it out, and like take in the air.
2: So actually reflect on like the music itself. Like what did you just say? Oh, like, what temple was it? Oh, like, every aspect of the music. It's a different thing from just having music on in the background. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like I can have a lot of stuff on in the background. There's very few music where I'll be like, oh, I'll change that if I'm like playing a game or if I'm like shopping or something. I don't know. You know? Yeah. But if if I'm like really just thinking, like trying to appreciate it for its pure, just music for music, Um. there's like, I think there's my, my criteria gets a lot sharper. You know, I'm like, this isn't a good album. This is just an album I like, can listen to in the back. Well, does that make it a good album? I don't know. I guess if a good album for you is, like, good enough to listen to in the back, you know? Like, for me, a good album is, like, something I can sit down and listen to and I can be like, whoa, did he mean that? Was he talking about this? Like, damn, that shit slapped, though, you know? <laughs> At the end of the <laughs> At day. At the end of the day. Yeah.
0: I don't know. My idea of good music is just, like, whatever makes me feel some kind of way, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: There's There's music. Like there's this one, I think it's Death Metal or Black Metal album that I fucking adore. It's made by Daughters, and for I don't listen to Black Metal. I'm not like a big Metalhead or anything, but this album he just sounds so sad and depressed, like grieving. Like it's it's such a human eerie emotion, you know. And he captures it perfectly. And that's that for me. That's what makes it a good piece. That it's it's like an ode to to human hatred to contemptness you know it's so reflective it's so descriptive of it um you know there's there's a there's a song called like long road no turns and it's like 12 minutes long and sometimes it just feels like droning like you know there's a there's a song i think called like like something city like and, and it's very like industrial like the drums are very pounding it's very busy it's very like sporadic you know but it's also like engulfing it's very like um uh suffocating you know uh,
1: like there's no way how do you feel industrial what does industrial sound like mm-hmm. that's what that album sounds like well metal yeah. an interesting way to like uh i don't know to display emotions you know especially like black metal or like death metal whatever whatever mm-hmm. genre it was <clears throat> i used to listen to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like uh, my favorite band back then was like opeth which is like this prog and like uh uh, Prague death metal band mm-hmm. i forgot where they were from but um uh, but you know it, sometimes they can make that kind of shit sound so so much bigger and so much more like um uh, i don't know like uh gloomy and just bleak mm-hmm. like there's a very like 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 uh soulless or like uh like like kind of trying to like not soulless but like uh like a really despairing kind yeah. of feeling with that kind of you music like uh, we were talking earlier, how words just don't do emotions justice. I
2: think emotion. I think music does emotions more justice than words do. You know, yeah.
1: maybe like, Schopenhauer was right. then. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I agree. I think he was right on that for sure. Yeah. He hit the money like yeah, he hit the yeah, head so. right on the nail. You know, for that one for music, I think so. As, like as well, like um,
2: like you can you can tell me like the saddest story ever. I won't feel as sad as I do when as, when I listen to like. Uh, in the airplane over the sea or if i listen to that that death metal album or whatever maybe like a movie will make me feel like that because it's a composition of like images and and sound you know maybe it has like a maybe it has that song in the background plus like it's like the scariest thing i've ever seen plus the song scariest song yeah. i've ever heard
3: you know yeah
2: and those two together make it like even scarier uh, but when it comes to language though yeah like music's a good contender if not if not, like. If not, then like it's the other way around. Like, I think definitely it is the other way around. At least for me, you know, a lot of people are different, and I feel like a lot of people interpret differently. Um, like, I didn't start appreciating jazz music as much as I did up uh, until like I took a a whole jazz class, and then I'm not taking a theory class or anything, right? But when I when I understood what where it came from, what they went through, like I started listening through through a totally different lens totally different ear i don't know like a lens on my ear (laughs) you know (laughs) like uh fucking and it's just that appreciation where i'm like whoa i listen to that uh, fucking dave rubeck's take five right that pixar song that's on it hope we don't get trademarked i'm sorry which one (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: the Monsters, Inc. one? Yeah. I
2: think it's Monst- I think it was on Monsters, Inc. We
1: probably, probably said, uh, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I bet you it's there. I bet you it's there. But it's everywhere, you know. But the for me, the uh, the significance of that song is the fact that it's in five count. You know, Dave Brubeck, he, he took a lot of Eastern sounds, adapted them to jazz. Mm-hmm. And five count wasn't, like, extremely prevalent before him. That song's called Take Five, because it it's in five. One, two, and three, four, five. One, two, and three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So I listen to that song, and I'm like, that's what I appreciate it for. That's, that's, I'm awing in that beauty. But I'm awing in that just like, whoa, it's a, like it's like a master painting. You know, it's like you need you need to be a, virtu- a virtuoso. You need to, not just in playing. Maybe you don't even need to be a virtuoso in playing. Maybe just in writing. You know that in theory, this song is crazy, you know. <laughs> but uh, just to even recognize that. Yeah. That's such a, like, a hidden mystique in music. You have such a separation between people that hear a song and they're like, whoa. Like, that must have been hard to make, like. You know, mm-hmm. versus someone that listens to, it, they're like, "Oh, that's the Monsters Inc. song."
3: What a simple <laughs> tune.
1: But also, it's like I feel like you you have that like there's a separation of like um, like I guess like people who like really can like take something for like the theory and people who just take something that because it's fucking slaps, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like the same, but also those those expressions, those both those those, grat- those gratifying feeling, that gratifying feeling of the music, is I bet you can make it very like. Um, very nice Venn diagram of like both like feelings of excitement from the music and like it'd be a lot of similarities maybe someone who knows theory can be that much more excited about it and like be where the point like they get obsessed with it maybe where it's like someone who studies it and maybe wants to like like they hear that kind of song and it makes them like uh, want to train even harder you know
2: in the same way language is a tool for uh, projection projection I feel that theory is a tool for proge- for projection, you know, like, and that's what Trump's actual, like, playing over it, you know, where it's like, yeah, you can write a great classical solo. You can't write a great jazz solo. You just play a great jazz solo, right? And it, it might be, like, the hardest thing ever, and you, you'll you never be able to imitate it again. But that's kind of the point. It's spontaneous. It's, it's, it's like, the true essence of what music is it's it's something that's not communicable you know something you can't write down even if you want to and it doesn't necessarily have to be hard or anything it could just be the player making a noise on the horn that no one's ever made before you know maybe it makes like a it makes like the altissimo the first person to come up with altissimo you know where it's like it's the, the lines are literally off the fucking scale for the bars you know like the you're like in a whole different scale um when you play altissimo now people try to transcribe it, but imagine the first people to hear that. Where it's like, whoa, he just invented something. Now we have to have a tool to describe it. You know, like now we have to say it's something, man. And that's that's what people I feel like fail to appreciate. Where it's like, like at the end of the day, it's about how it sounds. It's not about how it's written. And even if you could look at it while it's written and be like, whoa, that's cool. Like how it sounds is really what made it cool. Yeah. You know how it's written is
1: just kind of like helped it
3: get
2: cool
1: uh man thank you <laughs> sorry, I, 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 sorry i just noticed something that was like made a creaking noise there you
0: go oh and it was that and it was that
1: yeah yeah um that was cool yeah um yeah man we appreciate you coming here and uh just uh being That's down really
0: interesting yeah what is everything like i've thought about things like in this conversation Mm -hmm. that i've never thought about okay like the future of ai (laughs) like yes yes
2: i think me too yeah because i I just i just like conversation i don't think i've had yet like you know what if oh it's always fun to ask what if you know the shot in the dark yeah but most shots are in the dark right that's that's kind of the point yeah
1: yeah, no, you gotta like.
3: That was beautiful. Yeah, you gotta. Your
0: shots are in
1: the dark. You gotta shoot Some. your shot. You know, sometimes it may be in the dark. Like if you if you're shooting blind, you might hit something. You know, you know who knows. Yeah.
0: With that being said, thank you Christian for coming on. Oh, thank it you was guys so much. A great time oh. having you on.
1: We appreciate it, man. Love you. Uh, Love you guys too. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. You know, uh, thank you guys.